Welcome to Weird Kid Video. I'm Cameron Snape and I miss video stores so much I opened one in my own home, packed with the VHS tapes of the trash cinema I grew up watching at a highly inappropriate age. Every week I force my co-host Kira Jade Oppitz and Brody McDonald to sit through a movie for us to discuss. So come on in, have a look around and sign up for a membership. This is Weird Kid Video. old business old business i have old business you have old business because you gave us shit about not having old business so when i was editing the last podcast i edited adam which was the episode i was editing uh asked a question and i was like old business so i googled it in what's that movie called with chuck norris (laughs) delta Delta force Force 2 2. the colombian connection the colombian connection to operation stranglehold (laughs) (laughs) we had the question of whether or not infrared would be able to tell you that there are coca leaves Yes, it can. That was a correct piece of information. That was a correct piece of information. I don't think you've improved old business. <laughs> I have a piece of old business. I answered okay. the question, though. Sure. First of all, Adam did a great job, but like, how guy, how come you guys hated on Delta Force Two so much? <laughs> this is terrible. Oh, okay. And like, so not one Chuck Norris joke. I am so disappointed in you. Well, all. for starters, I've explained why I don't like Chuck Norris mm, jokes. Should have slipped them in. <laughs> and also, Delta Force Two was. Bad movie. It's yeah, but movie. it's a gloriously bad movie. It wasn't. It wasn't wildly entertainingly bad. Oh, I haven't Billy watched Drago, it in a long time. Billy Drago like, was a good time. Yeah. Everything else, <laughs> no. Billy Drago was a good time. How could Chuck Norris not be the best part of the movie? He has the charisma of a cardboard box. He's so bad, but he's always been bad. I just. My memory I think of him I just, was very different. I don't think I've seen a lot of Chuck Norris, and so I expected this sort of larger than life, like <laughs> yeah. some, something that would be like, oh yeah, nope. I understand why there's this phenomenon around this man. And it's just like his martial arts is, eh, and he isn't very charismatic or anything. And I mean, we've watched a lot of like. As I said on the podcast, this movie is two years beto- before Rapid Fire. Yeah. Rapid Fire was fantastic. So this movie's bad. I could watch a Brandon Lee movie. Yeah. Why? Because I love Brandon Lee. <laughs> also, to provide some context for Brody's delay, that episode <laughs> has just come out for us. Yeah. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Because in the, in the continuity of the show, it. it's going to be weeks before this comes out. <laughs> yeah. So people are going to be very confused. Why the fuck is Brody talking about a movie that two weeks ago? Yeah. I'm up to date. With the podcast coming out, but I don't get to listen to the edits because no. I have no creative control. <laughs> we're also we're only, also only like a week behind on on edit. Like we, we're editing the one that comes out on Tuesday yeah. now. Yeah. So yeah. So my old business, Adam, good rating of Delta Force, bad. Wait, so what okay. would you have given it? No, he can't because he hasn't seen the fucking movie. Since I haven't seen it child. in ages. Yeah, I shouldn't. Well, if you ever get a chance to watch it, you should let us know what you would have <laughs> rated it. Okay, sure. So that we can give you shit about giving it a five. But great pod, <laughs> great pod. Thank you. New business. New business. This week, Jack Death is back to the future and then back to the past, which is also the future. We are talking about Future Cop 3, a.k.a. Trances 3, Death Lives from 1992. What a movie. He's a trancer hunter, stranded in our century, <laughs> out of enemies. That's right, folks. It's time to take advantage of our holiday raids at Jack Death's detective agency. Out of luck. I thought we agreed on a clean break. This is the greatest Christmas present I've ever had. And out of time. Where is Jack Death? Where is Jack Death? <sighs> what the hell are you? You must come with me. Ah! 
But now, Jack Death is going back Shit. to the future to take care of old business. Welcome to hell, Jack. Did you give him his assignment? I'm going to send you back down the line to kill the transoms at this source. Find the son of a bitch who started this thing and singe his ass. this information anyway but i'm gonna start with a question sure how long after the second one was the third one made two years okay can i ask another question yes did the cocaine use go up in this one <laughs> i don't know because it felt like it it could be down <laughs> that might be it could be a problem drug yeah this might be a mess <laughs> mess situation yeah yeah they've hit the harder stuff yeah <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Written and directed by C. Courtney Joyner. Joyner had worked with Tim Thomason on a movie called The Austin Weekend in 1983. Thomason only had a bit part in it, but Thomason has a, a history of like just making friends with people hmm. on film sets. They'd also worked together on a movie called Vietnam, Texas, which I was like- Huh? Yeah, I was like, okay, that's a title. Vietnam dash Texas? Comma, yeah. Comma. Comma, Texas. Vietnam, comma, Texas. Is it the Vietnam War comes to Texas? A little bit. It's a, it. it's a movie about a vet who becomes a priest in Houston, Texas. Wow. Who has a Vietnamese daughter who is kidnapped by gangsters, and then he must return to his original, original form. There's a lot going on just in that premise. Yeah. yeah. Thomason is not the lead. He plays a coked up 
bartender. Oh, I wonder how far away that is from his real personality. Who knows? I can see him as a bartender. Hmm. Jonah had written a movie called Prison that ended up being either produced or distributed by Charles Band. I couldn't figure out which way. But anyway, he ended up in the fold with Charles Band and then continued to write for him. He wrote Puppet Master 3 and Dr. Mordred. Tim backed him to direct Future Cop 3 because Charlie was real busy. Yes, this is a Charles Band movie. Hells yeah. This is his first movie as a director. Who? See Courtney Joyner. Oh, I thought you were about to say Band. That's Charles Band directed Future Cop. (laughs) And Future Cop 2. My brain, And Meridian. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Joyner would go on to direct The Lurking Fear, which is a HP Lovecraft movie that has a cult following, and then nothing else. Mm. (laughs) Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen that movie. He also wrote Class of 1999. He's uncredited on the screenplay for Trances 6. Oh, my God. It keeps going. Two more puppet masters. His credits dry up around 2004, but since then he's written books and comic books. So he seems like he's still a working writer. Just not in the medium of, of film. Have you got a question? I do. Yeah, I could see it. We have the VHS here. No, he's not wearing that costume in the movie. It's got nothing to do with that, okay. entirely to do with the VHS case we've got going on. Sure. Here. It's got an F on it. I don't know what the F is. Anyone know what the F is? Is uh, that a so it's from the Okay, so that's no, no, no. Failed? So that's from the video store. The video yeah. store has put that on there. It's an Australian thing. It's probably thing, the section it was put in, which could be family, future. Future? It could be in future. Future for could time travel for movies. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's also got a big green dot on it. Yeah. That would be like a sale thing, right? Yeah, because yeah, probably. Green dot ones have you can get three of them for the week or something like that. So yeah, all the green dots you can get three for five bucks or whatever. Well, this VHS is brought to you by Video City High Road, Wellington, WA. <laughs> Wellington, sorry, WA. If anybody's go. from Wellington, WA and knows what the F on your um, VHS tapes would have stood for, I am here for that information. <laughs> Can we continue to talk about the movie now or are you done with show and tell on this audio medium? <laughs> Okay. I am the mother of your child, you will. Not talk down to me. <laughs> I mean, I will, but that's, that's fine. <laughs> you are shorter than him. <laughs> Produced by Albert Band, Charlie's dad. Matt. Huh? He was also a director. He had directed movies and he was there to help out Joyner. Joyner credits him with being someone that he could always count on when he needed help in the making of this movie. So was he part of, I don't remember you mentioning him with the other two future cops. Yeah, he was a producer on the, on the other movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was also in, he has a cameo in the first one. Oh, I do regularly remember that. With, Isn't everybody's parents in the first yeah, one? Yeah, with Helen yeah. Hunt's father yeah. as well. Yeah. I'm going to talk a little bit about Charles Band at this point of his career, 1992. Mad. This is Charles Band's Paramount days. Home video has boomed, so he has convinced them to finance his full moon features company, and he will deliver them a hot new director video movie every two weeks. Wow. Two weeks? What yes. A fucking weapon. He had just bought a Romanian film studio in its entirety. Jesus. And this is the era where he's making a lot of money, but he's also juggling it around. Yeah. To How pay do you for have things. a new movie every two weeks? You just churn them out. Imagine. But you can't make a movie in two weeks. Imagine no. if he took a couple of years to make a movie. Like, seriously, he can so, turn out a pretty solid B or C film in two weeks. By this point. He is just, he's not directing a lot. So he's almost hands off. He's yeah. just supervising production. At this point, he's coming up with ideas and uh, selling posters and titles to Paramount yeah. and running, a, running an empire. Yeah. So he's not as hands on as he was. I don't think that he was hands on with this movie at all. Because it's definitely not one or two. No. <laughs> Starring Tim Thomason as Jack Death, 
We've talked at length about him in the other Future Cop episodes, as well as on Zone Troopers and Iron Eagle. So I'm not going to recap Tim Thomason. It's Tim Thomason. We yeah. like him. Melanie Smith as RJ or Garrett. They call her Garrett through, I guess it's her surname, but they also call her RJ. Yeah. I'm just going to call her RJ through the run of the podcast because okay. they use two different names for her and I just, RJ's better. She only has seven film credits. The only one that looked interesting was a vampire movie. With Don the Dragon Wilson. Nice. Which called Night Hunters from 1996. She's best known for a three-episode run on Seinfeld as one of Seinfeld's girlfriends, Rachel. Hmm. She was on Deep Space Nine, The Soap as the World Turns, and then she has a lot of one-episode runs on every single fucking 90s show that you could possibly Deep imagine. Deep Space Nine, was she on there for long? I think she replaced somebody who was in prosthetics. So she uh, takes over a character. She's like the second or third actress to play that character. so familiar. I didn't write down the name because I don't really care. So yeah. yeah. Maybe it was Seinfeld. Other cast, including those that return, I'll talk about as we move through the movie because there isn't much else to talk about. Short pod. Short pod. <laughs> trailers, many trailers. Gee, I wonder if it's because your movie is really, really short. Jennifer <laughs> 8, starring baby Uma Thurman, Andy Garcia, John Malkovich, Lance Hendrickson. Hi, uh, Sergeants uh, Chamberlain, Frederick Ross, we have an appointment. No one can see what Jennifer saw. He was standing right where you are, kind of breathless like you. Well, we had a real bad murder up here a couple of years ago. Girl with no head and no hands. I believe the code is Jennifer. No one can imagine what Jennifer felt. I think I found something horrible, sir. I think I found a hand. What's with all this Jennifer stuff? These cases aren't connected, Yes, sir, I think they may be. He's a crazy man. And to my certain knowledge, he has killed eight girls. Not a lot of support for that scenario, though, is there? But one man suspects why she could be next. I promise to stop being a cop, but you promise to stop being a witness. See a little young view, bro. You had a lousy life with a lousy wife. Is that why you need to pick on this little blind girl? Because you can control her. Our blind lady has been attacked again. Why does he want to kill me? Because he thinks you're a witness. There is no serial killer. You stick her name up in neon and there is still no serial killer. I love you. Are my lips lying to you? John, what's happening? Is my mouth lying to you? He was here. I've got a bad feeling about this. Is that you, John? I've been doing this too long to be wrong. seemed like it's gonna it was a good movie it's a sexy thriller from this Ooh, from the 90s thriller. it's like an erotic thriller from the 90s no. you know one where there's a serial killer and a woman that's vulnerable and a detective that and john malkovich not playing no the crazy person yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's up against Tim. andy garcia they're both kind of competing for that title. i love a sleazy 90s thriller so i've added yeah, it to oh, my watch list i remember seeing the title for this movie but i've never actually seen it it's it said a strange um there's some vibe for Knowing that Future Cop was the movie we were all going to be watching. Yeah, yeah. Dudes. And also, 
Do you guys catch some of the dialogue in this in this trailer? Oh, so bad. Is my mouth lying to you? Yeah. <laughs> Are these lips lying to you? Is this mouth lying to you? Well, the mouth could be, to be fair, and the lips, but like, Andy hey. Garcia yelling at his boss, there's a bad man out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm about this movie. Oh, uh, it looks so good. It looks so badly good. Death becomes her. Don't you know that it's worth every treasure on earth? To be young at heart. Some people will go to any length to stay young forever. Is that someone? It's Madeline Ashton. She was a big star in the 60s. I thought she was dead. Oh, madam. You look younger every day. Thank you, Rose. But Madeline Ashton and her old friend, Ellen Sharp. I've lost men to her before. Mad hell. Are about to go <laughs> too far. A touch of magic. Drink that potion, and you'll never grow even one day older. Bottoms up. No warning. Now a warning? Siempre viva! Live forever! Ernest, I'm in the morgue. They think I'm dead. You are, but you're not. Are you telling me it doesn't hurt when I do this? It doesn't hurt. She's dead! She's dead! Now he's dead. He's dead? Ernest is dead? Everybody's dead! You pushed me down the stairs. I'm so sweaty. I don't think it's sweat, honey. I think you're defrosting. It's a lie. Universal Pictures presents Meryl Street. Bruce Willis. It's a miracle! And Goldie Hawn. Look at me. I'm soaking wet. Death becomes her. I just have to make a telephone call. We've seen this one before. You have been in the room while I watched this movie last oh. year because I saw it for the first time last year. I thought we'd seen a trailer. I've no, definitely seen this movie it too. It came to Netflix last year and I had never seen it. So I finally, 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 after having seen this trailer on tapes as a kid and having known about this movie for like 20 plus, more, 20, more than it's almost trailer 30 years. trailer was on every fucking movie as well. Yeah, I finally saw this, finally saw My this movie. My mum loves this movie. So Bruce Willis, Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn. It's a Robert Zemeckis movie. So Back to the Future, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Forrest Gump, right. Cast Away. Before? Yeah. Die so Hard? Yeah, I'm after just Die Hard. Die Hard's after in, Die Hard. Die Hard's early 80s. So like, did Bruce Willis have a period where he was just tough guy and then comedy or did he always do both? He always did a little bit of both. This role is like him taking a left turn. Right. Yeah. Because okay. he's playing like a nebbish. Yeah, like a nerdy like kind a of nerdy, funny dude. weak yeah. man yeah. Kind, of, kind of thing. Yeah. So what's amazing about this movie is that even though it doesn't look it, it's a massive evolutionary step in visual effects. Yeah. Between Terminator 2 and Jurassic Park. They do shit in this movie that is essentially a kind of comedy that is revolutionary for the time. And a lot of it holds up. A lot of it is really, really good. I and also the, the, movie's, trailer. the movie's really great. Like the whole body being one way and the, ne- the head being the, the other, other way. Yeah. Right? So all that stuff is the first time good. anyone's ever done any of that stuff. And yeah. it's a mix of a mix of practical makeup effects and visual, and visual effects all working really? together. Because Zemeckis is obsessed with technology. If you yeah. look at his movies, they all involve 
a substantial jump technology, film technology. That's that, kind of his thing. It kind of became his crutch, and unfortunately, it means that a lot of his movies since like the yeah. early two thousand. Yeah, I mean, he made Polar Express. Yeah, you know. So that shot with the head and the body being the different ways would that have been two shots that they CGI together? Uh, yeah, I would have to really look at. I'd have it. to look at it and yeah. figure out a, figure it out to break it down. But yeah, it's yeah. pretty impressive. Did you guys recognize the music on this trailer? No. Because no. it was the Tales from the Crypt theme. No. Are you serious? Yeah. Because Zemeckis is a producer on Tales from the Crypt. <sighs> That's awesome. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was watching it. And so movie music gets reused in trailers in this era all the time because it's like the how the um, James Horner's Aliens theme is on like every action movie <laughs> after that movie comes out. Yeah. Right? It's interesting because Death Becomes Her feels like a feature length Tales from the Crypt episode. Yeah. Like- Zemeckis pulled that one out of the pile and said, no, not that one. I'm going to do this something else fun. with yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. I read it. Pet Cemetery 2. Hey, what are you doing? Getting things ready for Mom. Mom's dead, Jeff. She doesn't have to be. Something strange. I didn't think much about it until I saw him drag the body out of the coffin. Something ancient. Bury your own. Something evil. Was it your idea of a joke to send me blood from a dead animal? This dog is alive. Not this dog. Something terrifying is happening in Ludlow, Maine. Again. Pick up your family and get the hell out of that town. Cemetery 2. Jeff, honey. Father and I need to talk. Some stories just won't stay dead. I didn't realise there was a two. I did not know that there was a sequel. Did, is Stephen King okay with this? Probably not. <laughs> In this era, very rarely is he okay with anything they're doing. <laughs> Anthony Edwards, Edward Furlong and Clancy Brown... The Kurgan from Highlander. Our boy Zim. <laughs> yeah, our boy Zim. The first movie in this series traumatized me so much as a child that I never saw the second one. <laughs> but this lie, looked really seen, good. I haven't seen Pet Cemetery either. So I'm there is a there is a very movies. famous death in the first Pet Cemetery that is the inciting incident, and it is so fucking traumatizing that I never saw the second one. The funny How thing is, uh, I was a small child. The funny thing is, is I love The Mist. It scares the shit out of me a little bit. But I love it. I love the way it scares the shaman just because it's like creepy and like animals and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But like I refuse to watch other Stephen King movies because I I'm I'm a little baby with, with horror. horror. You know yeah. that. If I'm not watching it with you guys, I probably won't watch it. You haven't seen it or anything? No. Hmm. Nope. Refuse to. Just don't want to see creepy clowns and like the modern version of it looks legitimately fucking scary. <laughs> the first one's a good time. The second one is a piece of shit. <laughs> I was able to watch it. Yeah. And you are more like, brave than me. No. Nah, mm, <laughs> I don't think so. Actually, I don't think don't so. Think so. <laughs> you are much more Wait ready to watch horror. A, Wait till we go on a horror run, like an actual proper horror oh. run. It's going to be a good time. Oh, we, have, we, have one, we have one vote for doing all of the nightmares for Halloween from, yeah. from, 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 from a listener. Sneakers. The Celtic X-71 concealable mic is part of the same system that NASA used when they faked the Apollo moon landings. Work for them. Shouldn't give us too many problems. The 
they break and enter. How are we doing? Cars in position on the fire escape. Mothers in the cable vault. Trying to sever master circuit. But they're not thieves. We're getting too old for this. They know your secrets. But they're not spies. Got to be there somewhere. What's he doing? I'm not gonna really. Mr. Bishop, do you mind if I take a look? Carl. So people hire you to break into their places to make sure no one can break into their places? It's a living. Not a very good one. Now they've got a new client. National Security Agency. I don't work for the government. Relax, Marty. It's just everybody on your team has had some sort of problem in their past. Now what are you saying? The NSA killed Kennedy? No. They shot him, but they didn't kill him. He's still alive. They may not want the job. Liz, I need your help. I will not be dragged back into your world. But they don't have a choice. We don't want to bust you. We want to hire you. We're the good guys, Marty. Can't tell you what a relief that is, Dick. Your job is to find that little black box. You got it. who's got the most bullets. It's about who controls the information. Anybody want to shut down the Federal Reserve? Hey, don't wait, screw wait. around with that thing. It's all about the information. So it's a code breaker. No, it's the code breaker. Battle stations. Do you have the item? Can you guarantee my safety? Where is the item? Can you guarantee my safety? Martin, you've got trouble. Here, maybe this might help. An old buddy of mine who was in Desert Storm sent it to me. Of course, he was on the other side. Now give me the box, Marty! I'm an excellent marksman, woman. I'm Carl. There's a fire escape at the end of the North Corridor. Go directly north, directly north, about 30 yards. Five seconds. Hang up, Fish. Hang up, they've almost got us. You guys don't know this movie. It's so upsetting to me. No, but I know Danny. Yeah, Danny from West Wing. Yeah. Yeah. So we own this on VHS. This is a movie that got so much run in our house. I've seen it so many times. It is similar to Tremors in that you would go to somebody's house and they probably had sneakers on VHS. Hectic. It's a great time. The trailer is selling it as a comedy uh, and kind of an action movie, but it's actually, and it is a funny movie, but it's actually more of a thriller with drama elements. Yeah, I can see that. The cast is fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. there's heaps of people in there. Robert that. Redford, Sydney Portier, ben, ben Kingsley, Dan Aykroyd, River, River Phoenix, Phoenix, David Strathairn, and Mary McDonald. Oh, right. From Balsar Galactica. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hectic. Yeah. This movie is such a good time. It is absolutely positively on the Fuck list. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those movies that had kind of a cultural impact when it came out and it has disappeared. But I have seen online people going, wait, have you guys seen sneakers? Cause what sneakers happened to is sneakers? Great. Yeah. 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 I've seen a little bit of that. On a light mother. How far would you go to get rich? A mother. She's been attacked. How near would you go to the edge? Chris Pritchard went all the way. Don't go thinking these kids had anything to do with this. In a deadly game. Do you know who planned your stepfather's murder? No, I do not. If either of my children had anything to do with this, I would not try to protect them. For money. You think he's capable of murder? I do. 
He never talked to you about killing his parents. If somebody gets in your way, man, you get him out of your way by whatever means necessary. Kind of twisted friendship. This kid's in it up to his eyeballs. The police think I did it, don't they, Mom? You lost it all. I am his mother. I know he's innocent! Truth is, he really don't love Chris at all. Starring Sharon Bless. Based on a true story. Yeah, some of the acting in this seemed a little left of center. It's a TV movie. Yeah, right. Packaged up for VHS in this country. But it's based on a true story. Yeah, based Mm. on a true story. Eh, I don't care. And then Jason Bateman. Baby Jason Bateman. Henry Thomas from E.T. And from all of the Mike Flanagan universe. (laughs) And Michael Bean from Terminator and Navy Seals in A Taste for Killing. This summer vacation, Clary and Blair were doing something different. Okay, Mr. Karen Sloan, you must offshore. We'll have a blast. We'll come back. We'll make a law professor stand up and take notes. A very different crowd. Friendly bunch, aren't they? Here we are, the offshore hill. Welcome to the lap luxury. With a different set of rules. I'm taking jobs away from men who need it not a lot. But luckily, Bo was on their side. Because they'd soon made enemies. That's it, Hillary. You're out of here. Taste for Killing. From Navy SEALs. I Some of these what titles, we man. saw him in. T- t- absolute fucking tonal whiplash of this trailer. Yeah. it's. I thought it was like a workplace comedy about two young business-minded kids that make friends with roughnecks on an oil rig. That's how it started. But then they just fucking kill a guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then they kill a guy, cover and it up, and then they start running from the guy and who then, killed them. Well, because- Killed the guy. Because being goes psycho on yeah. them. Yeah. Hey, we all did this murder together. I just wanted to be friends. <laughs> it's- it's another TV movie. It's not even, it's not a real movie. I mean, it is a real movie, but it's a TV movie. Wow. It's also the screen debut of Renee Zwellica. <laughs> she really? is not in the trailer. Okay. Very strange. What a, yeah. Have you seen it? No, fuck no. Oh, I didn't I even know say. this movie existed. <laughs> on the list? No, absolutely not. No, 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 no. If it's a no, TV no. movie that was put on VHS, I suspect it would be difficult are, to track down. Yeah, right? and there's probably very few of those that would have Oh, up yeah, on fair. Well, yeah, so quite a few trailers. Who's going to recap the premise of Future Cop 3, <laughs> Death Lives, <laughs> aka Trances 3, Death Lives? I honestly don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone can. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, our good old friend Jack Death is back. This time 
he is getting a divorce and has been kidnapped to a little bit further in the future of the past <laughs> to <laughs> 2005 to stop the origin story of the trances. Yeah, that's that pretty is close. Said the shortest way you can probably do that. <laughs> it's pretty close. Yeah. The blockbuster and semi guide to movies and videos from the year 1998. Trances 3 is in it. None of the other trances movies are in it. So this is our last this is our last taste of what the blockbuster guide has to say. Trances 3, Death Lives, 1992. Death hunts down his toughest trances yet in the third action-packed installment. Thomason has fun as a stoic LA cop from the future. Four stars. <laughs> Four stars? What the fuck? I don't remember what they rated the other ones, but I don't think it was four okay. stars. The original Trances was rated four stars. Okay. Holy shit, they're no quality. And the second Trances was rated two stars. What? The what? second one was way better. That is a horrendous travesty. Jenna Maslin of the New York Times doesn't review straight to video, so I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're getting excited about. <laughs> How does that joke still work? Yeah, it does, because I get excited every time. Yeah. And because lately there has been a few Jenna right? Maslins. Yeah. It's not quite as few and far between as it used to be. I wish she knew how much we loved her. She blocked us. She'll I never know. know. There is an Entertainment Weekly uncredited review from 1992 that I found. A deadpan lead performance by Tim Thomason as a futuristic gumshoe sent back in time to snuff out a bunch of steroid charged super soldiers is the best thing about this energetic but needlessly confusing Ashkin flick. Unlike the first two installments in this popular vid series, Transfers 3 admirably ups the ultraviolence in both spectacular sets that belie its modest budget. What? What was those words put together? It both spectacular sets that belie its modest budget. Oh, wow. This guy's having a day at the word factory. Yeah. I also found a TV guide review. Fantastic. Also uncredited. A distinct improvement on the previous entry in the Trances series. This third installment is a small scale but entertaining genre entry. While Trances 3 will probably appeal most to those that have already seen the first two installments, it can be enjoyed by the uninitiated who are able to extrapolate a bit from the dialogue and situations presented here. Wait, uh, what's wait, going no, on? Wait. <laughs> Writer, director, C. Courtney Joyner has kept his screenplay packed with incident. While not exactly complex, the film is certainly busy enough to sustain interest through yep. the movie's brief running time. It's also clever in the way it manages to work almost all of the series' previously established characters into the story and provides a reasonable explanation for where trances come from. Tim Thomason continues to be this film's greatest asset. Delivering his tough guy dialogue with assurance and finding humor in his character without playing against the material. Hunt, who was game enough to return for this low-budget franchise, even though she was appearing in major films at the time, does well in her brief screen time. And Robinson is an effectively slimy, slimy villain. Joyner stretches his limited resources pretty well and comes up with a couple of good action sequences, but regrettably lets an uncomfortable misogyny creep into his work, with the exception of Lena and a briefly seen future officials. Every female character in this film dies a nasty and sometimes protracted death. It's an unfortunate indicator that Trances 3 never really transcends its exploitation film status, even though, in many ways, it's an above-average example of the genre. What? What? <laughs> They've got to have paid for these reviews. Maybe. Had to have, because protracted deaths lie. No, uh, there is a lot of protracted deaths. People, people die unceremoniously and quickly who have been throughout the whole movie. I would say that there are a few deaths that are a little too mean. Okay, sure. And I'll talk about them when we get, when we get to them. But also saying, like... Death, death acting was good because it was so deadpan. It was not like he, the first two movies, maybe you could say that worked in a little bit of comedy, bit of deadpan, good acting. This, he was not swinging for the fences at all. I don't know what the fuck is going on with saying this is a smart plot with all the pieces put together as well. What is going on? 
I don't think that people who hadn't seen the first two would necessarily. I think the thing that holds this film together is that you already know these people, so you're invested. Uh, I, I think I think if you came into in cold on the third one, you're not going to go back and watch the first two. I just wish. I don't know what's going on here. I feel like I'm going insane. How can all these reviews think this movie is better than the first two? I don't know. <laughs> Look at me, Tell me Explain. Explain. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> the cabal of reviewers deciding which movies are going to be rated well. And for okay. some reason they chose Future Cop 3. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Death Lives. Okay. Yeah. Paramount Death paid them off. This movie is straight to video, obviously. But to provide some context about what was happening in movies when it was released in October of 1992, the top five movies that month at the US box office, Last of the Mohicans. Fucking love me. Oh, Last of the Mohicans. Okay. Michael Mann movie. The Mighty Ducks. Hey! Oh, fuck yeah! In Australia, we just call it The Champions. <laughs> no, we don't. We do. That's what it was released as. I know, but that's not what it's known as over here. <laughs> Give them false information. Drop bears. Don't make me put it in. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Baseball. It's a Tom Selleck baseball movie where he plays a aging star that goes over to play in Japan. And I loved that oh, movie as a child. That sounds it's a comedy. It's like Major league yeah. yeah, okay. Sneakers. Hey. Yeah. Nice. Under Siege. Steven Holy Seagal. shit. And Candyman. Oh. Candyman. Scared me. Candyman. Be my victim. Be my victim. I am the writing on the wall. The whisper in the classroom. Without these things, I am nothing. So now I must shed innocent blood. <gasps> no. What has he done? <laughs> My backstory with this movie. Uh, I guess I missed this one. <laughs> I had a feeling that I had maybe seen it, but if I did, I didn't remember any of it. Oh, well, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Are you going to tell us if you've seen the other two? Two. You said there's, there's five of them, isn't there? There's six of them. Oh, then the other three. <laughs> I'm not going to mention. You, do you know if you've seen any of the other three? I don't know. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. <laughs> What's a truck? You wouldn't happen to know anything about a cigarette truck that got hijacked on Route 401. What's a truck? Don't play dumb with me. If you don't watch this movie, it's <laughs> on Tubi in HD. Wait, wait. Is that a fell off the back of a truck reference? What's a truck? What's a truck? It's a Simpsons <laughs> truck. I will yeah, have cut it in. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do I need to explain? I've been dropping a lot of Simpsons quotes into the cuts recently. Uh, and maybe I need to, need to explain that. I mean, I grew up with the Simpsons, right? It's the best. Yeah. But only the first like 13 years. Yeah. Agreed. I was an adult and I moved out of home. So there is now more Simpsons that exist that I have not seen than I have seen. There are sporadic patches of good gold, mm. but I it's think just overwhelming of- now. What was there like 36 seasons? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm real familiar with the first 10 to 13, 13. 15. You can watch this movie in HD on Tubi. There's also a Blu-ray from New Moon Features that you can watch. Uh, so you can just buy it from Charles Band directly if you want to, you know, give him the money to make Evil Bong 6 or whatever. Um, <laughs> Is that a movie? Future yeah. Cop 7. Evil Bong. Yeah, Evil Bong. Tim Thomason plays Jack Death in one of the Evil Bong movies in a cameo. Shut the fuck up. Is it on the list? No, absolutely not. Oh, God damn it. It's also it. just out of our range of things. Called uh, Jack Death? Yeah, he like shows up for like 10 seconds as Jack Death. That's pretty funny. I don't know what I'm Evil giving Bong. money to. <laughs> Good luck with that. We open with the Future Cop theme. I still love that music. 
yeah. as the opening credits roll. Once again, the title of this movie is in a completely different font than the rest of the credits. Uh, because this movie's real title is Transfers 3. Also, how fucking long do these credits go for? I'm about to talk to that. So this movie <laughs> is 72 minutes long with seven minutes combined front and end credits. No. Meaning the... Um, let me just check my math here. The movie runs for one hour and five minutes of actual running time. Wow. Oh, wow. I've watched television this week that rang longer than this. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. No wonder you can get him out in two weeks. It's just, <laughs> yeah, because the movie runs 72 minutes with credits and we have 15 minutes of trailers have been yeah. the tape, which means we filled a full 90. So you feel like you watched a movie, but really they fucking tricked you <laughs> into thinking that you spent that time watching a movie because really you only spent an hour and five minutes yeah. watching a movie. That's crazy. And I feel like all the little bits might have been able to be tied together a little bit better if it was a little longer. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I don't know if I could have. I'll be honest. I don't know if I could have sat through this. Yeah, if it fucking word. I watched this movie at the beginning of the week and then I had to write my notes. And I had a real hard time writing <laughs> my notes this week because I did not enjoy sitting through this movie a second time. But let's talk about it. Yeah. We open with Jack catching us up. Over shots of LA. My name is Jack Death, and I'm a transfer hunter. I work in Los Angeles, California. In the year 2360, at least I did until I traveled through time to send a transfer nutcase who was running wild in the streets of old LA. Now I'm stuck in the city of angels. That's not too bad. I found a girl and work as a private eye. But I'm still a future cop with no transfers to burn and no new cases in sight. He misses hunting trances. Oh, my God. And there's no wonder because his business is not going well. Yeah, his wife is leaving him. I wonder why. On a TV, we see an ad for Jack Death's detective agency. <laughs> what an ad. He's in a Christmas get-up with suspenders and a bow tie with three scantily clad women who are dressed as elves selling his wares. He does a lot of cheating spouse work now. Yeah. He's giving away free court admissible videotapes of cheaters caught in the act up to January 1. And he's reading off his cue cards that are, you can see in the shot. There are cue cards at the bottom of the frame. I like it. There's also a mic drop in on purpose. On yeah. the, <laughs> the TV explodes. It's blasted by a shotgun by a guy robbing a liquor store. The guy with the shotgun is stuntman actor Thomas Rosales Jr., he has almost 200 film credits. Hectic. That's a lot of film credits. I know him from Commando, Running Man, Robocop 2, Predator 2, Kindergarten Cop, Ricochet, Universal Soldier, Last Action Hero, The Crow, oh my Speed. God. He's one of the bus passengers in Speed. Heat. He's one of the armored car drivers. Tremors 2, <laughs> Escape from LA, LA Confidential, The Lost World Jurassic Park, Con Air, Face Off, John Carpenter's Vampires, Traffic, Ocean's Eleven, Collateral, Need for Speed, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Westworld, Holy and on and fuck. on and on and on. This is a hero. He is as familiar to me as Al Leong. I don't He's wow. a guy recognize him at that all. I see in everything. Okay. Thomas Rosales Jr. Sometimes he gets lines because he is actually an actor as well. Wow. But he tends to be cast in acting roles that require a little stunt work, like in yeah. Speed. Yeah, he would have had lines in Speed, yeah, for yeah. sure. He yells at the store owner. Neither of them are speaking English. There's this high-pitched buzzing noise that makes Thomas Rosales' ears bleed. And then a new and improved TCL chamber fl lens flares into existence. Yeah. <laughs> Inside is Shark. 
a crystal powered mandroid. Yeah, I was a, I was like, is this the baddie? I'm about this baddie. <laughs> he looks like a Megazord from Power Rangers He's or something. Very Power Rangers. Yeah, very yeah. Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Jack Death? Uh, the information coordinates indicate that Jack Death is in paradise. Where is he? <laughs> Rosella's shotgun seems to no effect. He crosses himself and the shark just knocks him out. He asks the store owner in his own language where Jack Death is and the guy and the guy answers. And then at the Paradise Motel, yeah. Paradise, we find Jack in a phone booth. That's a booth where you can make phone calls. You pick it up and you put coins in. And I, I've yeah. seen them. Okay, cool. I first heard about them on Doctor Who. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking to Lena. He's almost ex-wife. Aww. They're getting a divorce. He wants to patch things up, but she thinks they need a clean break. I feel like they aged Helen Hunt up in here, or Jack That's, Death has not aged. He looks so old in this movie. Yeah, but he, he looked old in the first no, one. No, he looks so much older in this movie. Oh, yeah, his hair is no longer... Is Jack a squid now? Yeah, Jack's a squid now. Jack has no yeah. moistness to his hair. I hate it. Kind. I hate it. The whole movie, I was like, what have you done to your fucking hair? Closest without going over, how many days did Helen Hunt shoot on this movie? One. Mm, three. One. Yep. <laughs> this is right as Mad About You is taking off. Oh, okay. Hectic. As we talked about in the first movie, her dad and Charles Band's dad were friends, which I think it might be how she got cast in the first in the first movie. Mm. She did this at scale pay as a thank you to Charles for having helped start her career. But Aww. she worked one day on this movie. It's so, weird that to think about how she was introduced in the first movie and that's and that's your dad's friend putting you in that position. I think it is also acting. Yeah, and true. That's what happens in acting. True. Yeah. He promises to get them back on track. He's just got to finish this case. And he means it this time. <laughs> she doesn't know. He's made that promise so many times and they have bigger problems than his work. What they are, we do not find out. But yeah, it could be that he has two wives. Yeah, and like, well, you know, he's from the future and like, LA is about to explode, like, yeah. at some point. She agrees to meet up with him for dinner at eight, but he better be there. Missing, missing his chance with Helen Hunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not his fault. He gets kidnapped by a shark. Now, the next scene, can we, do, should we do a preface of, like, what's about to happen or, like. Are you going to use a word like that's in English? A preface, like, you know, a warning, like, of, like, the content that's about to be in it and how it's just, like, it mulled over. Yeah, but why does it need a warning? I don't know. This is an M-rated movie. Yeah, I just found what happened pretty heavy. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll talk about Let's it. I don't know it. why he did it before we talked about it. We Apologies. could talk about it in, in the context of what actually happens in the scene. <laughs> sure. I feel like I don't know what scene you guys are talking about. <laughs> so he hits up the moto- the motel clerk who's reading a dirty magazine with a magnifying glass, which I like. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty funny. He seems very, <laughs> yeah, needs very interested yeah. in that article. Yes. He's looking for a man in his 40s who's shacked up with a 16-year-old girl. Uh, Which is what Brody is making reference to. And then there's, yeah. (laughs) The guy says, don't bother me, I'm reading. (laughs) Yeah. Jack slips him some cash and without looking, the clerk slides him a room key. Jack grabs his video camera. He's having a reflective moment about his life choices. And then Shark grabs him. Jack thinks he might be somebody's husband. (laughs) (laughs) 
react to the fact that this man is a shark. No, yeah. it's a gi- he's a Does very he tall man like, and he is a shark. Does he assume there's androids in this point in LA? I or? mean, maybe he's just never come across them. <laughs> yeah. You were Jack Death. You got that right, Godzilla. What do you want with me? <laughs> and then Shark has a uh, glowing needle that comes out of his fist and he yeah, stabs it into great the Great CGI. And then, yes, this is the thing that Brody bumped on. At the window, the guy Death is looking for and the teenage girl come to the window and look out to see what the commotion is. And then the teen girl runs outside to grab the video camera and, and take goes, it back into their hotel room. And goes, I got it. And just the implications of that scene is just so heavy and yeah. it's just like not dealt with. And I was like, oh, okay, we're just moving on. It's meant to be played for laughs. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, this movie is way sleazier than the other movies. Right? That is a fucking note I have. Is yeah. this movie way sleazier or is it just me? It's just a much sleazier movie. Mm. The first two movies are fairly wholesome. The second one is like family. Yeah. It's like Vin Diesel too much family. family. Oh, too much family. Yeah. <laughs> two wives. Two wives. Remember the good old days of two wives? That was way better. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what he's talking about. I don't think we need a. You're like, it's the biggest thing in the world we need to talk about. Just, I don't think it, it's that big. It, it smacked it's, me and it's played for yeah. laughs. And I was like, whoa, what a I choice. Think, yeah, I think it stands out because it's in bad, in bad taste. But yeah. I think there are lots of things in this movie that are in bad true, taste, right? True, so true, true. I don't think this is any worse than anything. Didn't need a warning, happened. I suppose. No. Shark takes Jack back to the CCL where the cop is asking the store owner what happened. Shark just walks in. The cop barely even notices he's there until he's almost at the TCL. <laughs> and the, then the cop starts asking him questions. Hey, fish face. Yeah, nobody is reacting to this shark man. <laughs> shark man. And he just slap a bitch. He just, just like he just knocks him out and they flare back to the future. The same thing with um your stuntman guy. Like he just slaps him. Yeah. He just backhands him and I'm here for it. Yeah. If it, if that was his thing throughout the next sequels, he just slaps people. I'm getting around shark. <laughs> yep. In the future, it's looking a little apocalyptic. <laughs> a little apocalyptic. Yeah. <laughs> Jack says to Shark, take it easy. I got some TCL lag. It takes some adjustment. Shark's response is, adjust to the adjustment. Yeah. <laughs> I just, just to comment on the direction of this film or like the set or direction or whatever. Off. Yeah. Do you remember when we saw the future and it was like dark and grimy and like a futuristic Blade noir? Runner. Yeah. It was Blade Runner. Where this is just like broad daylight. It's just a warehouse. Yeah. It's just an abandoned warehouse. <laughs> How's the saluting as they're walking in? Oh, yeah, we're talking about it. So, so Shark takes him into the factory where there's a lot of people with guns and he salutes each and every one of them as he walks down a very long yeah. hallway because we've got to get this movie to 72 minutes. <laughs> but, like, the salute is so low effort too. It's such a common thing with, like, B movies where, like, they have a really weird salute where they like touch their chest and do something. It's like they're creating business because they feel like they need business. Yeah. But honestly, we could do without the business. Yeah, exactly. You're a big man around here, Godzilla. (laughs) Shark's response. Compared to you, I'm big everywhere. (laughs) What? (laughs) I missed that. That's so dumb. At this point, I thought we were getting a shark and Jack Death body cop. Yeah, I was I was movie. hoping for a yeah. shark and death body cop movie. And we are not, and that makes me sad in my face place. Oh, it teases it so many times throughout this movie. It teases it at the end of the movie. There's a tease just before the end as well, but then there's a shutdown. <laughs> yeah. Do we have any knowledge of whether or not perhaps Future Cop 4 is a buddy cop? Shark is not shark? in any of these other movies. That's no. so disappointing. 
I just spilled my matcha over myself. <laughs> God damn it, he's not. Shark is not in any of the other movies. Fuck. They do the work in this movie to set them up. At the start of the movie, they set them up and then they just fucking abandon it for a bullshit reason that we're going to talk you about You mean in a the next movie, and no then- Helen Hunt, no Shark, <laughs> and no old mate who turns into a little girl? <laughs> well, well, he's uh, dead. No, we'll t- yeah, we get, we're jumping ahead. We okay, need to talk okay. to her. Fuck. So it's going to make it much more difficult for us to pick Future Cop 4 when it comes right? up in the, in, the, in the options list. They're going to have to really sell that cover art. Fucking earth. Yeah. Shark takes him into an infirmary where there's a lot of wounded soldiers. This is not death's future as he remembers it. He lights a smoke. A guy asks him for one. He gives it to him and then just gives him the whole pack. It's a good piece a nice of business. business. Yeah. Yeah. Shark takes Jack to Reigns. Welcome, welcome to hell, Jack. Hey, it's Reigns. Hey. Hi, Reigns. She's in charge now. He Seems wants to like know. The doctor is in charge. Yeah. He wants to know what happened here. His head feels like it's been in a blender. She starts to lay it out. Of course, fucking trances. Trances are back. Yeah. Trancing, it's a real problem. Let me give you all the information right here. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> As an alarm goes off. Oh. It's a false alarm brought, brought, set off by some returning soldiers. They were hit by an attack patrol sent to find normals. A whole division is searching building by building. The woman in charge is Alice Stilwell. Hey. Yeah, wife one. Jack's first wife from the future. I can't tell if she's swinging for the fences and just not very good. She's just not very good. Okay. Or if it was just like bad dialogue. And it's she's all of the above. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's D. <laughs> All of the yeah, above. Yeah. Isn't she in the body that she stole from her ancestor? <laughs> oh, she is. Yeah. Then again, so is Jack. Yeah. Oh. Phil does still not exist in this dojo. <laughs> oh, fuck. I totally forgot that was a thing. So in this movie, we have abandoned like going down the line and up the line by traveling into our ancestor's body because we have the TCL, right? Oh, that's right. So the TCL just takes you wherever it is that you need to go. It's that's the phone right. Bo- it's the phone booth from Bill and Ted. It's the, yep, it's yep, the yep. phone booth from Doctor Who. Yep. It's, yeah. It's the DeLorean. But so it's no longer jumping, so it's into, no people longer jumping into people's bodies, which yeah. means that Jack is still in Phil's body and has taken Phil's body with him. Fuck. And Alice took her ancestor's yeah, body. because they couldn't send her back to her, her original. Men- her mentally ill ancestor's body. Because they couldn't send her back to her original because her original body was going to die. So Timeline's very screwed. What this movie is positing is that there is a man trapped inside him that there is, is still screaming Phil to get is out. still on the inside looking out the whole time. And oh, there is an insane <laughs> There is an insane woman trapped inside Stillwell and she she might even not even know that no. she's in there cuz she's insane. Yep. <laughs> The catch-up is cut short. We find out that Alice is a colonel now. Another soldier asked to take Jack for a walk. He is Harris, the man in charge, since McNulty bought it, leading the offensive into old LA. They killed off McNulty with a single line of dialogue. dirty. Yeah. Fuck, they did him dirty. Yep. Art Fleur is not returning to this Is that just because he didn't want to come back? I don't know. No histrionics? You know what? I didn't get a chance to ask him, and he died. So, huh. Fuck. Harris is played by Stephen Markt. He's the cop dad in Monster Squad. Okay. He's the father in Monster Squad. His son, Gabriel Marked, is Harvey in Suits. Oh. Shut up. Yep. I knew that Kira would get that because she watches Suits. I've never seen a suit. I've seen, I've seen the it's first season. It's such a good season, show. But. Uh, he's also The Spirit in the movie of the same name, directed by, the Frank, spirit. by Frank Miller. The Old Spirit. What do you mean The Old Spirit? There's a remake of The Spirit. What are you talking about? The Spirit, the, like, car, the comic book movie. There's a remake of it. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> There is a movie directed by Frank Miller. It was like 10 years ago. 
15 years ago. Is that the first one? I thought that was a remake. It's not a remake of anything. It's an adaptation of a comic book. I thought there was one before that. Holy shit. I thought there was an older one before that. Yeah. I've had conversations with people about the remake of the spirit. No, it's shot, it's shot in the style of, it's directed by Frank Miller and it's shot in the style of Sin City. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I thought that was, was a remake. He was the co-director of Sin City. And he wrote That's the comic book Sin City. fucking hilarious. I've confused some people. I think you're confusing the spirit and the shadow with Alec Ooh, Baldwin. I could be. Because they both wear similar masks. I could be, the shadow rules and the spirit is terrible. I am. I am doing that. It's okay. Get out of my head, Keen. No, I mean- the- <laughs> You know how it works. Oh my God. I said this was going to be a short pod, but we're just so tangenty because I don't think we want to talk about the movie. <laughs> Harris catches him up. They woke up one morning and the trances were ready to fight. They singed a million, but they kept on coming. <laughs> we learned that he is what is left of the council now. <laughs> Oh, we singed a million. Alice we were is- counting. Suddenly, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Donald One billion served. Um, but they Alice- stopped counting at a million. Yeah, yeah, yeah because of that why, point. Yeah, yeah we've no, got a million. <laughs> we've done our job. Alice leads the underground. Being married to him was the best basic training she could have gotten. What? Uh, <laughs> she has a lot of lines like this that imply that she wasn't agent. Yeah, Before, but she was. But she was. She was. So she had regular uh, everyday training. Like, killing. She wasn't just good because she was with him. I yeah. know. Like it's like they the forgot way, in what like the her backstory was. Okay. In the second one, they like made her out to be almost better than Jack Death. Yeah, you know like what I mean? They, yeah, because yeah. she then yeah. Yeah, she gets shortchanged in this movie. Yeah. I feel like they forgot that they'd okay. given they've given her forgotten a lot of things. They've forgotten a lot of things because we're about to talk about something, right? Okay. So Jack is going to be sent back to the past to singe the man that started the trances. What? How the fuck did they know that? In the first movie, they don't know where trances came from. But also in the first movie, Whistler is the leader of the trances and they are a cult of people, of weak-minded people that he hypnotizes. Yeah. Yes. In the second movie, his brother has gone down the line to start the trances via a drug used on the mentally ill because yes. they are weak-minded. And now in the third movie, they just know who started trancing. Oh, and by the way, it was in 2005. Yeah, kind of. We kind of know who started the trances. Oh, you have to go back and talk to this so person. So that review that's like, oh, they provide a satisfying explanation of where trances uh, come from. I was like, they did no, not. They Nothing do not. in this is okay. satisfying. That is like, when is, when- so wait, that is like if the Terminator movies decided to not mention Skynet at all until the third movie. <laughs> It's like if the Terminator movies forgot that Sarah Connor existed. No, you know what it's like? It's like that Terminator movie that it goes, oh, no, it's no longer Skynet. It's this other thing now. <laughs> well, let's not talk about the Terminator movies. <laughs> so when he goes back into the past. <laughs> in the Which second, one? In the second movie. With the drug and finds Alice and all that. That's what just, year is that? That's the year that he is in, which is, I think, is 1990. 1990, yeah. which happened before. Yes. This. 2005. Yeah, that's how time works. <laughs> <laughs> so how can this be the Holy beginning of trends? <laughs> Saying. Holy shit. Okay, you're peeking my audio out. I'm oh, sorry, Kira, you just broke my mind. This I is didn't what even I'm bump saying. on that. That's what I was saying. What the fuck? Because this I mean, movie plays as this is like the first time it was attempted. To be fair, they do say it's been in operation for years, but that means it would have had to start off 
the doctor going back in time. But it's not. But they're not. Maybe it is, but it's not. So then it wouldn't be. That wouldn't <laughs> oh, be the start of it. Fuck. The How did I not Whistler's that brother up? would be the start of it. And Jack already killed Whistler's brother. Yeah. <laughs> Which then Shh. stopped it then. This is what I'm saying. This is a. Let's not sit here and explain time travel with milkshake straws. What situation. the fuck? Okay. And it turns out. Wait. I feel like they could have just come up with wait. a different premise. And it, and it <laughs> turns they could have gone back further. And it turns out that Lena knows everything about it. She wrote about it in the future, which is still the past. Not 1992-2005, where it all began. When did Lena become a reporter? I have no idea. In the first movie, she's a model. In the second movie, she's a decorator. Yep. Interior, is she an interior decorator? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and now she's a reporter. Who knows about the beginning of trances and didn't, like, freak out about that? Yep. Considering her history, you'd think that she would have yep. done this more than write an article. Okay. Jack wants to take Wild. Go- Jack wants to take Godzilla down the line with him. They can't let him. They need him here. He's the last of his line, and they are out of the element. They need to power him, or they lost his charging cable or something. <laughs> when he runs out of battery, that's the end of it. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but it's kind of not. But like, also, why? It'll never, it'll never matter. In fact, later when he loses power, it's not for that reason. Yeah. Uh, but why, like, get someone in that gear and like that looked like a pretty impressive costume? You're not going to fucking use him. So. There is a piece of information online that I couldn't source, right? Yeah. It's one of those, it's a tr- piece of trivia about yeah. the movie, but I couldn't source it. And I don't like that. I like to go back and find yeah. the interview where, where that person said that thing. The rumor is, is that they were concerned about Tim Thomason being able to do the action because he was getting older. And uh. so they put Shark in the movie to split the action with him which is why Shark only reappears at the end of the movie when there's action. But considering the way that the action in this movie is yeah. shot, Tim Thompson's Thank not you. really doing anything physical. It's so goofy. Anyway, incoming, the trances attack, Alice leads them Jack to the TCL, we get searchlights and we're running gunfight. This is very much uh, Future War Terminator 2 ripoff mm. with the searchlights and helicopters and stuff. And I mean, but nowhere near as impressive. I know, the only thing that's missing is like lasers and actual special effects. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to say. Add the TCL. <laughs> Jack tells Alice he'll see her again. You're the best thing that's happened to me in two centuries. Oh, my God. You just... He's so hot and cold with these women. He better get to Lena. They kiss and he leaves to go to the future, which is the past, which is the future. And then the movie takes a fucking turn. The movie just (laughs) takes a fucking turn here. Because in 2005, at a strip club that we will soon learn is a front for a secret underground military compound. Yeah, what a choice. We meet a group of transfer recruits. Yeah, this was weird. At the bar, one of them, Stevens, is super pumped. Does trancing make you horny all of a sudden? I have no idea, but that was a really strong cut into someone's basically bare breasts. He has to be, well, she's she's wearing pasties. Yeah, basically. we don't want this movie to be R-rated. Yeah, yeah. It is R-rated in America. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, in Australia. In Australia, it's M15. Yeah, yeah we don't on, mind about on, pasties. On Tubi, it's R. Oh, yeah. Well, it would be because Tubi uses American ratings. He has to be dragged away from the stripper by Lieutenant Ryan. Stephen grabs at another stripper. I'm so hard a cat couldn't scratch it. What? That is a line of dialogue that, that Stephen That does says. not I make sense. I did not sense. hear that. Yep. I did not hear that. Ryan tells him he needs to cool down. Also at the table are Yana, RJ, and Matt. RJ is a, is a new recruit. Mm-hmm. Yana gets handsy with RJ, who isn't feeling great from her first round of injections. She's getting stronger by the hour. Yana, Yana the Yana other girl. Yana can feel it, yes. Uh. Yeah, Yana's. That's yeah. an interesting choice. She is a bit of a weird cat, hey? Some interesting choices. There. Yeah. There are some supporting characters in this movie that are all making very interesting choices. Yana. And by interesting, I mean fucking batshit crazy yeah. choices. And I don't know if they work. So, like, you can feel the coke 
pulsing through <laughs> the movie with the strip club being the cover, the Yana character, and whatever the fuck that motel scene was. Yeah. We learn that RJ is still level one, but Stevens is level 10. <laughs> RJ asks Matt. <laughs> so goofy. RJ asks Matt, who is Lieutenant Ryan's brother, who's also just sitting at the table, if he's going to join the Corps. The vibe of this is just so, so odd. So Matt, who's it's not a part so of it, knows about this secret base. Secret military. Yeah. <laughs> program that they're in some yokels some out-of-towners arrive some country folk arrive at the bar at the I, strip club. yeah i think they're townies not out-of-towners no they he says they're like from for the farms because oh, he makes right. a joke about fucking sheep and and animals farm animals uh, right, right right steven wants to go blow off some steam ryan goes to stop him but tells him to stay in control broken bones only yeah <laughs> oh my god that's such a 90s action movie thing. steven's trances out his face changes and he goes and picks a fight and he does in fact break bones yana gets involved taking out a barman her movement and the blocking yeah. looks like they shot a half-speed rehearsal of the fight and said, oh, yeah, fuck it, we got it. Thank you. <laughs> yes. There's a few moments like that. It's in um, the picture. It's so awkward. Can I just say- Everyone Yana, is just waiting for somebody else to do something yeah. because everybody's timing is off. You can tell she's putting her heart and soul into that uh -huh. performance. She's going to get a participation Yeah, award. she gets a participation medal. She's that kid in drama who is really into the fight scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan also gets involved. Matt and RJ just watch. Ryan tells Stevens it's over, but he has really bad transfer face. He trans too hard. You shouldn't trance too hard. He stabs a pool cue through a guy. Asshole, corner pocket. The pool cue doesn't line up. Oh, brilliant. Because obviously it's in two pieces. They didn't really put a pool cue through a guy. It's in two pieces. The, magic. the pieces do not line up. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, maybe it snapped inside him. Uh-huh. <laughs> a gun gets put to his head. It's a CIA guy, Mr. Jason. We'll talk about Mr. Jason. He just Jason. appears, right? And then there's some guards with machine guns. He tells Stevens to detrance to come out of it. And they, then they just kill him because he resists detrancing. Yeah. De so this movie is doing two things. It's doing the bar fight from T2, from Terminator 2, when Arnold first appears okay. and gets his leathers. Oh, uh, yeah. The, with the pool cue. Yeah. And it's also doing just fucking doing Universal Soldier. Oh, the bar fight? No, because they are Universal Soldiers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This movie is just trances Universal Soldier. That's fucking true. That is really But without true. Dolph Lundgren and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Um, there's one thing that happens in this coming scene as they, like, leave. And I'm just wondering if you saw it. Afterwards, they take away Stevens in a body bag. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're like soldiers leave and they walk past some of the patrons. Did you see the ponytail guy just holding his beer like nothing has happened? Yeah. But the, <laughs> but it's, a, it's an extra in a trances movie. I know, but it he was just like. He was given no direction. <laughs> yeah, but he's sitting there like, oh yeah, we're in a bar. There are some extra acting later. Please point it out because that guy was uh, fucking was yep. sticking out to me. Yana reports to Mr. Jason that RJ is AWOL. She split during Stephen's death. Ryan warns Matt not to say anything about he, what he saw, but they'll, they'll contact him about some recruit <laughs> about recruitment. <laughs> what the fuck is this movie? <sighs> Mr. Jason talks to the bartender about how they're going to deal with this. And the bartender's like, I, we know the I know the drill. The bartender is Travis McKenna, who we saw as a bouncer in Roadhouse. Oh, oh shit. He's also- I thought he looked familiar, actually. He's yeah. also one of the evil clowns in, in Batman Returns. Oh. And he's in Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain. Oh, that's the one I haven't really seen. Yana and Ryan get in a lift with the body. We get a shot looking at the lift in the shaft. And this did my fucking heading. <laughs> 
Swear to Christ. Why? Okay. So earlier in the movie, we get an establishing shot of the strip club. Yeah. It's a one-story building. We see the outside of the strip club. It's a one-story building. They go upstairs. It's wait, wait. It looks like it's it's on completely different film stock, so it's probably stock shot. Yeah, may have even been taken from another Charles Band movie. The shot of the lift makes it look like we're looking at the lift going down, but if you pay attention to what you're seeing in the shot, the lift is going up. What? Fuck! I did not pick that up at all. Do you reckon they had it? For so later the shot the makes movie? it look like the lift is going down, meaning the secret base is under the strip club. Cool, except. In this shot, the lift is absolutely positively going up. I did not pick that up. <laughs> Meaning at the all. secret base is invisible and above the strip club. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Do you reckon it's just a mistake or they had it for later I in the movie? I think it's that they had a shot of a lift. Yeah. <laughs> there was not that they much cut attention it into to the detail. Movie. As they carry the body out of the lift, Stevens singes in his body back. We get no singeing effects in this movie. No, because yeah. he's in the body bag. Because he's in the body see. bag. Because they were like, yeah, that's going to cost us money. Is he meant to singe naturally or is it like, because the way I read that is like, oh, it's where they placed him or the body bag or something like no, that. No, I think I think that all transfers eventually singe. We just never see oh. that in this movie. And then they'll like get him out of there and clean the bag or clean something like that. Clean the bag out to yeah. reuse like, the bag. Because they're going to reuse the Because the military <laughs> complex is as cheap as this movie. <laughs> they have a report to make. So they just leave the dude there with the <laughs> the body there with the name. Of the <laughs> yeah. They enter the pit. Loss of control is the one thing we should all fear, says Colonel Mother. Yeah, this is weird. <sighs> it's a weird choice. It's spelt M-U-T-H-U-H. Colonel pronounced Mother. Mother. He's the man in charge. He is another very sleazy element. Colonel Mother is played by Andrew Robinson. He's had some iconic roles. Really? Yeah. He's the Scorpio killer in Dirty Harry based on the Zodiac. Okay. Yep. He's the military school barber with a fetish for children's hair in Child's Play 3. What? Oh, no. And he is Larry and Frank wearing Larry's skin. Yes. In the original Hellraiser. (laughs) Yes. That's mad. He is a person that also shows up in a lot of television. Steven's training was almost complete. He transferred level 10 and couldn't maintain his control. Mother asked where Mr. Jason was when RJ went eight wall. And Ryan begins to explain and then calls Colonel Mother Daddy. Yup. Yep. Yup. Not because it's his father. I was so fucking confused. But because his name is Colonel Mother and they call him Colonel Daddy. Yup. He sends. That is unnecessary. Wait. He sends Ryan off to oh write his my report. God, and then yes. he says to Yana, she's going to give him an oral report. And she's stoked about that. Yep. Or seemingly stoked about that. Such a sleazy version of this movie. So sleazy. Why? I don't know. Unnecessarily sleazy version of Future Cop. In the strip club, Mr. Jason is looking at RJ's file and we cut to her walking the street and then finding a newspaper with an article about a military cover-up written by Lena. How is that title? Reporter reveals military cover-up. So it's a story about the reporter? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. There is more of that later. Yeah. We will talk about it when we get there. She steals the paper and leaves just as Jack arrives in the TCL in the exact same spot. Missed by this much. If only he'd gotten there when the article was lying there for him to read. Probably would have killed her. He he (laughs) falls out of the TCL, hears a siren, and does a little voiceover for himself. He speaks out loud. LA never changes. Big nowhere. 
Yeah, so funny. The Big Nowhere is the name of a James Elroy novel from 1988. Oh. <laughs> about cops in LA in the 1940s and 50s as part of his LA Quartet. And I fucking love that book. Yeah. There you go. I love me some James Elroy. He wonders aloud if there's any justice as he holds a set of keys. <laughs> You'll open my old office. He's such a noir detective cartoon, hey? Yeah, he also just literally has to take his keys out of his pocket and then comment about what they're for. Yeah. <laughs> Don't trust that we can understand what visual storytelling is. And if yeah. we cut from the keys to him trying to open a door, we will understand that those are the keys for that door. But also, what is the business with the office? Oh, yeah. What the fuck is that? We'll get, we'll get there in a second. Uh, yeah, I'm so confused by the choices this movie makes. <laughs> Thank you. Meanwhile, Mother is manually trancing Yana like a creep. Oh, my God. He wants her to control his key to trancing. Or she'll end up like that full Stevens. She tells him she could kill him right now. And he's kind of into it. It was the most weirdest dirty talk. Come to daddy. No. So weird. Mother is daddy. Yeah. Mother is daddy. I'm skipping straight past it. It's just way. It's 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 too too much. much. Yeah, it's too much. Even I agree it's too much. I and like just a, not necessary. I like, like a sleazy. Nothing. I love a sleazy, horny movie. Yeah. This movie does not need to be sleazy and horny. Yeah. It's just not in the right places. Like, trancing is so, like, in this movie, basically masturbation. Oh, my God, Trancing yeah. always sounds like people jerking off. Yeah. When people are being tranced, when people are trancing, it's, it's like so sexual. to them in this movie. It's so sexual for no yeah. reason. Yeah. That's why I use the term manually trancing. <laughs> At the love death it. detective agency, the key doesn't fit the lock. I feel like younger Jack Death would have just kicked the fucking door in. Yeah. Yep. But instead, he just sleeps in the doorway. What is yeah. Jack doing? I have no <laughs> idea. Jack's lost a step. Like he, did they just need to add 10 minutes to this movie? I don't know. <laughs> I, like they're like, oh, we have to explain that he slept somewhere. Like, yeah. What? Why did we get? <laughs> exactly. Matt talks with Mr. Jason at the strip club. He wants to be a good soldier like his brother. And all he has to do is sign. So he does, and then he's in. And then Mr. Jason just walks him to the lift and they head upstairs, downstairs, who knows. Also, is Mr. Jason ADR'd heaps through this movie? No, but he also mumbles all the time. He's so, like, quiet and just like, eh, whatever. There's, so there, he's that actor is making the strangest fucking choices yeah. in this movie. He's so weird and awkward. But, like, I get it. He's trying to be that, like menacing, understated, like, spook kind of vibe, right? But he's not menacing at all. Yeah, but, like, he just comes across like he's super bored with everything. <laughs> yeah, Matt has a lot of questions about daddy mother. Mr. Jason corrects him, colonel mother. And then, yeah, there's some strange blocking here. The actor that plays Mr. Jason is Tony Pierce. He's in Dances with Wolves. He's, uh. in, he's in Near Dark, which Tim Thomason is also in, huh. which they probably became mates on, which is probably why he's in this movie. I mean, Jack Death seems like a good dude to hang out with, right? He's also in a Michael Dudikoff canon movie. No. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Okay. As they're walking, we learn that Colonel Mother created all this. He's a genius and now the most important person in your life. They walk into the pit and then Mr. Jason is just kind of whispering to him, like, look over there, there's some guns. And like, <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> And then when he walks up to, they walk up to the, the stairs. The in this scene it's is so, so weird. weird. They walk up to the stairs and then Colonel Mother says, is this our new recruit? Matt goes to shake his hand and Mr. Jason's like, no, 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 no. Just put your arm down. Yeah. Then they chat for a second. Colonel Mother calls a guy over to take Matt elsewhere. This guy. The this guy, guy comes over and taps him once like <laughs> hard on the shoulder and then taps him like two more times. 
before before Matt Matt turns around. They both have like the most awkward walk off. They like they don't know where they're walking like, to. They didn't, weren't told what to do. No, they were just like, "Oh, you go grab him and take him off." Yeah, they weren't giving him a direction or anything. <sighs> Colonel Mother and <laughs> that was such a pain. Colonel oh, Mother and Mr. Jason talk. There's no word on RJ. Mother's not pleased. You were presented to me as a troubleshooter, Mister. I start shoot. Yeah, kind of love that. Fuck me. <laughs> Kieran's just hey, don't over there. It's fine. This movie's great. We're having a wonderful time. Hey, look, I think this is the one that may break my feelings about this. <laughs> we could have been watching Bill and Ted this week. <laughs> Just saying. Death calls directory assistance for Lena's number, but there's no listing under Lena Death. Does he not know her maiden name? <laughs> Fortunate, but it's okay, because fortunately a nearby homeless man is using a newspaper as a blanket. Turn to a page with a photo of Lena on it. <laughs> oh. The headline, military recruit reveals secret program to create killers. Why is Lena's photo on that page? Thank you. Thank you. Should it not be a photo of RJ? Should it? Should the other one not have had her photo on it? Because it was about her. That's why I just said RJ. No, but no, the, the should other the other art- article the other not article. have had her the photo? The other article is not. Yeah, the other article. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, confusing yeah, myself. This movie's so fucking confusing. <laughs> Death gives him all the money he's got after the guy complains that Death took his blanket. Death tells him to buy a couple of bottles of warmth. Yeah, that's just not okay. Did he learn nothing about the addiction of his dear friend (laughs) Hap Ashby? I know, right? And by the way, why have we not mentioned Hap Ashby yet? It's okay, we will in a second. We're going to in a second. He knocks on Lena's door and a kid answers, Hey, I'm looking for Lena. Mom, did you think that it was going to be Death's daughter? I was hoping it wasn't. Well, it's not, so don't worry about it. Yeah, well, we don't know because it's just not dealt with. Well, Well, we assume it's not. Lena comes to the door and is shocked to see him. And then we cut to Jack chatting with Lena's daughter. She's a baseball pitcher. Her uncle Hap coaches her sometimes. So we don't even now he owns, get Hap. Now he we owns the San reference. Francisco Rockets fake team. <laughs> <laughs> she gets tickets every Christmas. You only get tickets once a year? Yeah. Maybe she gets season tickets. He's your uncle. Tickets. <laughs> yeah, it's the only mention of Hap. It's really At upsetting. least there is a mention of Hap. Yeah. At least that means that he's still around and he could turn but up in the fourth one. He yeah. got done like McNulty, man. Yeah, true. Does he? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Fuck. No. But you said you didn't know whether you'd seen I know who's in the, those oh. movies. <laughs> I've been to the future. I am less and less interested in Future Cop 4. Yeah. <laughs> Lena comes back so they can talk. He would have called first, but he was looking for Lena Death, not Mrs. Forrest. It's been 13 years, Jack. More like 13 hours for me. <laughs> the night they were meant to meet, he got hijacked up the line. Wasn't up the line. He just got hijacked to the future. Yeah. I didn't know if you were dead or alive. I waited for some sort of word from the cops. There was nothing. I woke up one morning and I was a year older. That's not how life works. You don't look it. (laughs) He does. (laughs) She found someone special. He says, I could always go up the line and then come back to 1982 and make it like this never happened. Is that a threat? I know. Like, is that like threatening to like get rid of your daughter and the love of your life? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm going to trap you in our horrible relationship. Yeah. She's like, I don't think he would do that. <laughs> and he's like, and then he just, he says he wouldn't. He clicks into detective mode. I've got some chances to singe and I need your help. There's this moment where Helen Hunt looks away and I read that as, wow, he's really just going straight back to his old routine. And that is Academy Award winning actress, Helen Hunt. <laughs> Making a choice about this material in Trances 3, Death Lives. And I'm honored to work in a year when there were so many 
magnificent performances. Um, thank you so much. This is a magnificent honor. Thank you very much. Yep. They yep. talk about RJ. He asks how long the military has been trained in trances. It's been going on for years. It's a black bag operation. She used to be part of it, but now she wants out. More timeline screwiness. Yep. He arrived moments after we saw RJ reading a newspaper, which is how she found out about Lena. Yeah. And that Lena is someone that she should talk to because she's a reporter that does military cover-up stories. Since then, Lena has written another article, which is the one that Jack found, that exposes the story of the trances. That was yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They're acting like time has passed. Lena and RJ have this close relationship where they trust each other. Yeah. It's been like 13 hours, according to Jack Death. Yeah, that's true. It makes no sense. It really doesn't. Jack's the only one that can help her, and Lena loves bringing in strays, so RJ must be around here somewhere. And then RJ just walks in, pointing a gun at Jack. Lena insists that she can trust him. She used to be married to him. Okay, so this is a perfect example about this film. It's like, hey, where's this person? I need to find her. They just walk in. They walk into the room. They walk in. Oh, you need me? Hey, I got a gun on you, but I don't trust you, so you need to talk to me. At every single point of this movie... They make the easiest choice yeah. to get to the next scene. Yes, it's so true. There's one that happens later that is like they're going down this path that is like way more interesting, and then they're like, no, 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 we need to get to the final act where yeah. Jack Death's in the, in the main base. So yeah. we'll just we'll just do a thing. Yeah. Oh <laughs> shit. He needs her help. He's a transfer hunter. <laughs> yeah, immediately trusts him. Lena gives him the keys to the vet. He always loved that car more than her. When? Like, there's just things in this movie that didn't exist. He loved he the got vet. Rid of, he got rid of a car for her. Yeah. Yeah. He loved the vet and he loved her, but he loved her way more. Yeah. He goes to kiss her and she backs away. That was another decade, Jack. Oh. RJ thanks Lena for everything and then they leave. Lena tells him to take care. And after they leave, she has a moment where she walks over to a window to get a last look at him. And that is the last time we will see Helen Hunt in a trance yep. movie. <laughs> And also, we don't then get a shot of him driving away. We just get a shot of her looking out a window. There's so <laughs> many things like that. Like, people will talk after they've moved off screen. And in, in a good movie, you'd get, like, a little close-up or something or a cut to their face while, like, the business is happening other there's places. Some, there's some scenes where, they're like, the people have their back to camera and, yeah. they're, and they're talking. And you would expect that you would cut to a reverse angle, but they don't because they don't have the coverage. They only shot a wide. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. But still, it's just, like, the, those little pieces, that those little joining shots aren't yeah. there. Back at the trancing club. <laughs> Yana has Yana's charged to kick some ass today. She and the others are getting their daily trancer injections. Everyone is so horny about trancing. Yeah. <laughs> Colonel Mother and Jason try to go through a door at the same time. Yeah. We get fucking slapstick. What is that choice? I don't know. Because I, maybe, that really ju- maybe that just really happened. Maybe that was just like and a they blooper just left and they in. were like, yeah. <laughs> It's funny. Well, we only did one take of the whole movie. (laughs) I mean, the other movies had comedy in it, so, like, there's got to be something attempted in this movie. (laughs) Maybe. Mother reserves the right to trance all new recruits for the first time himself. He tells Matt... You're the boss. You don't have to reserve the right. He tells Matt this is his very first step on the road to becoming the elite. Be elite. Be be elite. 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 The best, the best fighting men in the world. He's very handsy and comforting because it's Matt's first time trancing. He's so creepy. 
Afterwards, they have a combat training session. Yana takes on Ryan. American Gladiator yes, style. Yes, thank you. I know you from American Gladiators. You're pyro. <laughs> Only on weekends. During the week, I'm just your average workaday stuntman. Really? Go ahead. Break a chair on me. <laughs> wow, thanks. Sorry. It's a pretty standard stun, Homer. To show all the recruits what it looks like to operate on a high level of tra- on a high level trancing mode so they can see what they'll be capable of when they yeah. reach that level. <laughs> yeah. So they find it's, so it's shit. terrible. Yeah, the extras in this scene are so, so over the top. Yeah. They're acting like it's they're in the fucking Roman Coliseum. I feel like it's because they're all on like roids and they're meant to be like ch- champing at the beard. They're jacked up. Yeah. <laughs> but there's also this one dude who's like on the top and like he's trying to have that energy, but you can tell he yep. doesn't feel it. <laughs> okay. While they're scrapping, Mr. Jason lifts a newspaper into mother's eyeline, <laughs> but he's trying to enjoy the fruits of his labor. The fucking editing in this section. Oh my God. Yeah. We we get a shot of Mr. Jason coming down the stairs and then we get a wide shot of Yana and Ryan fighting. And in the background of the shot, Mr. Jason is lowering the newspaper Yeah, okay. because it's a shot that was from later in the scene. Uh, and then we cut to the shot of Mr. Jason raising the newspaper. Maybe he tried a couple of times to get the guy's attention. <laughs> there is there is a shot where, sorry, there is a tendency to use wide shots in this movie just so they don't have to like have different pieces going on, don't you reckon? Yeah. They're just like, we're just going to play the whole scene out as is. Yeah. And film it all. So I said before, yeah. they have a wide. Yeah, and that's it. They have a master. <laughs> Ryan is trancing so hard that his face begins to change. And this fire's fucking woeful. It's so slow and every single move is a big roundhouse. There is a body punch to Yana. Did you guys spot this? No. Ryan throws a body punch to Yana. They do this big like punch hit noise, but at the end of the punch, you can see Ryan pulling his punch and gently placing his hand on her waist to no, push her. No, I didn't see that. That's terrible. It's so bad. And then every shot where they throw a punch and it hits, it's just like missing by a mile, like obviously missing by yeah. a mile. And that's, I mean, that's what, that's how these things are shot, but usually you make it look like they're hitting the person. Yeah. There are so many misses in this. They didn't get, there's so many where they are. Didn't get all of that. But why do we think yep. that is? Like, is it because like when you're doing stunt work, you need to take because you're using multiple takes? I don't think or... they have stunt people for these actors. But they clearly do because they had that guy with all the credentials. No, that's Thomas Rosales. He's in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. He didn't work on the rest of the movie. He's in that one scene. He's in an acting role in that. Yeah, right. He doesn't do any Right, because he has things. lines. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. This is just that they're using their actors and the actors have probably been taught how to do the fight scene the morning they are shooting it. Hectic. Right? Or they're that's making why up the- Yana feels like she's going so hard into they're it. They're also making- that's what, I was not joking she's about the fact the that it looks like a rehearsal. She's acting the fight instead of stunting the fight. Yeah, because that's she's not such a, stunt a funny person. difference that she's I never thought about. Not a stunt person. So Mr. Jason's so bored that he starts chatting. The reporter's married and has a daughter, and they can be taken out, no problem. I like killing people. <laughs> Mr. Jason is missing the point. It's not the reporter, it's RJ, because Helen Hunt is already wrapped on this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The media can be dealt with. The fight's still going on, and then Mother Trank darts both of them. And there's a lot of blood in those tranks yeah. for some reason. Death takes RJ to the beach to park. 
What is going on in this scene? Do you reckon there was meant to be like a love thing? It's Jack Death. I mean, he's got a thing with everybody. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Remember the Reigns is his ex. Like, he dated Reigns. Oh, yeah. There is not a woman that Jack Death encounters <laughs> that he does not have a thing for. In a second, he's going to flirt with a cop. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. He's going to flirt with a female cop. Totally forgot about that. He asks her if she wants to talk about it. She figures if he was there to kill her, he would have done it already. He only kills trances. <laughs> she shows him the mark on her arms. She's been getting three je- injections a day for the past four months. It's a standard dosage for a level one soldier. We do see that someone is watching them with binoculars. Mm. <laughs> Death says, look. Only squids can be tranced. You've got the guts to fight back. Now what happened to you, huh? I wanted it, okay? She gets out of the car. Her hopping onto the hood is yes. so awkward. Yeah. It's so like practiced so, and unnatural. But also she's so like not confident. Yeah. Like she's worried she's going to damage the yeah. car. They've told her we need you to get on the hood, but don't go too hard. Because yeah, this car is more car. worth more than this film. <laughs> yeah. You wanted what? To have your brain scrambled by a fucking lunatic? Also, where does he get off calling people squids? Doesn't <laughs> back. Yeah. She just wanted to be the best. We learned that Jackson recruited her to be part of an elite fighting group, Trances. We see a montage of the Trances training as they talk. It elevates your physical prowess and raises your pain threshold. Aren't you forgetting the side effects? This is all ADR, by the way. This is all clearly added. No. Like, oh. Aren't you forgetting the side effects? Like it turns you into a raving psycho and a whacked out goddamn zombie? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. So they just shot the wide... And then no, so the over the montage they've added some dialogue in. Oh right, right. She's the one that went in. Well, she knows what trancing does to you. A cop pulls up and tells them that they're in a restricted area. Didn't they see the sign? But she didn't mean to startle them. <laughs> she just spotted this real cool vet. Death is totally just flirting with her. Yeah. Yep. And then RJ just shoots her. Jack's reaction. Jack's line. Do you guys catch this? No. Because he says this more than once. He uses this phrase more than once in this movie. You dizzy bitch, you just shot a cop. Shut the fuck up. He uses that more than once? He says dizzy bitch more than once in this movie. I did not catch that. I didn't catch that. That's what I mean about, that's what the review is talking about is like the misogyny in this movie is real. The way that this movie treats women compared to- Helen. I mean, I mean, women have not been treated- That's all future cop movies. Yeah, I mean, okay, so yeah, women have not, I mean, Helen Hunt kind of gets treated a little bit, a little bit better. Yeah. There's a meanness. She's a commodity in number There two. is a meanness to this movie that doesn't exist in the other movies. Yeah. Yeah. She's a phony, nail polish ring. It's not regulation. She must be one of Jason's CIA dorks. I bet they just killed a cop. Yeah. <laughs> and they're explaining it away. A year later, that cop, Jane Caldwell, the actress, would co-star in Mandroid for Charles Band. <laughs> she was actually pretty good for a small screen time. Now, the sign at the beach. Yeah. As they roll out, there is a sign on the side of the lifeguard tower that has a reading for the ocean radiation level and it's harmful that is so half-assed that is the only thing in this movie that is like slightly futuristic yeah but like are they saying that like things are already happening yeah but it's the only time in the movie that they're saying that things are already happening because like wasn't it like 2011 that things go crazy or something like that? i don't that? remember what yeah. year, what year it was Right, because I was wondering what that was. And I, are they saying that like 2005 is already bad? Because I thought it was like a big, ex- it's, big like thing that happened instantly. It's just half-assed. Yeah. It's just, there's nothing else like it in the movie. It's just like, <laughs> oh yeah, well there, we can put a thing. Yeah. Okay, okay. And also we just went to like the local hardware store and bought an LED sign. Yeah. And pasted it to the side <laughs> of this lifeguard shack. Yep. Very true. We get some shots of them driving and an ADR patch chat. Yay. <laughs> they still have some moves left. Jack is going to bury RJ so deep they'll never find her in a million years. <laughs> 
He just hasn't figured out what year yet. Which is a good idea. Yeah, thank you. And then he takes it to where the TCL is. It's gone. We never find out where that TCL is. Not at all. We didn't even know how he gets back. Well, we do. Oh, shark. Yeah. Mr. Jason, Yana, and Ryan jump them. Yana kicks Jack Death in the face with the slowest crescent kick I've ever fucking seen (laughs) in my life and knocks him out cold. And then back at the strip base. So wait, did the soldiers know that he's from the future? Nobody knows that Jack Death is from the future in this movie except Jack Death and and the people that he tells. Oh, my God. Back at the strip base, yeah. Mother monologues to RJ about how the only way out is in a body bag. He orders her prepared for reorientation. She <laughs> is his and he needs her. The core needs her to fulfill her destiny. Mr. Jason is pleased with himself for bringing her back. Mother dresses him down and tells him that Senator McCoy is coming for a demonstration. This is our third McCoy. McCoy. Yeah. We've done what? Five movies? Six movies? This yeah. Is, this is six. But also, isn't Senator McCoy one of the people he had to save in the first one? No. No? No, it's no. just that we've heard that name a lot. Oh, I thought it was one of the it was a McCoy in, ancestors McCoy of the McCoy in Streets of Fire, and there's a McCoy in, in Delta Force. Oh, hectic. Right. They need the funding. Mother asks Mr. Jason if he was ever in combat. He wasn't. And then Mother picks up Chekhov's military saber and rants about how he went straight in the shit as soon as he was finished training. And then he goes on, I don't know, I start to black out at this point. Yeah. Uh, Jason stealthily pulls his gun just in case. What is going on? Like, is he meant to be like he someone feels, who can turn? He feels threatened. It goes on and on. What is the point of this? What is its function in the story? Yeah, I thought he was going to turn. The whole film has no function. Yeah, word. <laughs> and also, there's no slow minute in this film. Thank you. I was saving that for later, but yeah, there's no, well, there is a lot of slow motion, unnecessary slow there motion. Is, there is a hallway scene that I was like, where's the, where's the long minute? Cause this feels like a long minute time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jack is strapped to a trancing table. Mother gives him a taste of a trancing stick. Only squids can be trans. Jack screams. He's so determined that that's going to be the thing that is Aldo, important. Yeah. Aldo has the trancing shakes. And is being comforted by Yana, who is motivating her. Yeah. She fights them too much when, and she makes the come down worst. I mean, good worst. advice. <laughs> She's back in the program and better start acting accordingly. Senator McCoy's stock shot helicopter lands. Yay. I honestly, at a certain point, I was like, is that a toy helicopter? Then they've it's done just like a, some force It's a helicopter landing in a car park. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is this false perspective? It's not from this movie. <laughs> They just grabbed a shot of a helicopter. Lane. Yeah, man. We don't see anyone come out of it because all of a sudden McCoy's inside. He's going to be honest with Colonel Mother. He really wants to see something or the money spigot is going to be turned off. Mother gives him the 10 cent tour and explains that level 10 trances can trance at will. And they don't need this drug that's clearly marked H3O. Well, no, they talk. So they talk that early on you need the drug to, in, to trance and then yeah. as you go on, you can trance on your own. Yeah, but, and you don't need the H3O. Yeah. Ryan uh, trances his brother next to death. <laughs> McCoy tells mother the world is changing. It's peacetime and they don't need a program like this. Suppose 9-11 didn't happen in this yeah. universe. <laughs> mother is talking about using trances domestically against the scum that's turning these cities into cesspools. Mm. It's the punks. RJ comes back to free Jack, ordering a soldier guarding him to go to the pit. Back in the pit, Ryan just pulls his brother's throat out, roadhouse style. Yes. Yeah, what the fuck was that? In yes. a demonstration of what trances are capable of, and is, that's the end of that plot line. This is what I mean, where it's just like someone who's been in the whole movie is just unceremoniously 
fucking kill. And it makes no sense. No comment is said whatsoever. Ryan never has a line of dialogue or, oh, no, I killed my brother. He never has. There's no. He doesn't give a fuck. There's no plot of any yeah. kind. And, like, is that meant to show that that's what they're capable of? They'll kill their own family without caring? Like, I guess so. Death and RJ load up. Jack points his gun at RJ in case it's a setup and she can't control her trancing. But wait, she wants out of there. Wait. So he let her, she let her out, him out, and then it's like, oh, we need to defend ourselves. Oh, I'll just Open go over this to box this casual gun case. <laughs> casual box of, perspect box of guns. Yeah. Very easy to break into. Excellent security in there. Yeah, and they would keep guns in the trancing room. <laughs> yeah, because that's safe. Well, it could be in case people trance too hard. And put them down. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. But then trances could just take the guns. Yeah. Mother is about very to- easy to break into that case. <laughs> yeah. Mother is about to show McCoy the trancing chamber. When Mr. Jason opens the door and Death and RJ just blast him away. Yeah. I don't know why, why he Mr. Would, Jason. Again. I don't know why he would want to show Senator McCoy Jack because he's not going to be yeah. happy yeah. about being there. like like that's not a good part of the tour for the, the politician no. man. Okay, so here we do the trancing. This is my trancing stick. I trance people myself. Oh, and here's Jack Death. He's from the future. He's out in prison. He does not want to be on, here. I'll take you to the canteen where we're having a lovely uh, souffle today. It's <laughs> a bad yeah. plan. It was, again, another character put down yeah. unceremoniously. Yeah. McCoy bolts. Mother and the other trancers back off. McCoy, the senator, pulls a gun. Pulls out a little revolver. Pulls out a little, <laughs> yeah. little tiny revolver. He's pissed at Mother. Mother guaranteed him results, and he can't even guarantee him safety. He will mail him his recommendations for funding. <laughs> <laughs> like, just be like, oh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. I'm going to leave because it's not safe, but everything's fine. Why would he say that? I'm going to send you a... Um, Strongly mail. worded letter. Mail. You will get mail, sir. <laughs> about how I feel about your funding. Oh, fucking oh, hell. Oh, no. Cut to Colonel Mother just looking wistfully at a mailbox, checking it. <laughs> he still back. hasn't said anything. He hasn't written. Mother calls a code red on the radio and all the trances and other soldiers that are in the building arm themselves. And then he fucking Emperor Palpatine's them over the radio. Yes. Bring the power out of yourself. Use the power I gave you and annihilate with extreme prejudice. We get a shootout in the one hallway that they have. <laughs> the one, one by one, they come in. It is like fucking ridiculous. The soldiers just move out of cover into Jack's fire. The third in one. In slow motion. The third one that comes in, comes in a little too early and you can see him hit the threshold of the door, wait for a minute and then come in when he was meant to. Oh no. <laughs> and he and it's like I don't know whether it's slow motion or they're legitimately just trying to act like it's slow motion. I you know, know what I mean? RJ is fighting her trancing. He wants her to fight fight it like he did. When did he fight it? We don't see him fighting his trancing. No. Yeah, he's just not a squid, so yeah. it didn't affect him. He doesn't want to have to kill her. She yells at him to drop to the floor, and many se- seconds later a man comes through the door. Yeah. That yeah. she can't see past. Yeah. She kills him. He congratulates her on her murder with his back <laughs> turned. And of course, she is tranced out. Yeah. She sticks the gun to his head and tells him to kill her. And then he just does. Yeah, I wasn't expecting him to just. He just, just shoots her. Yeah. It's like, just okay. done dirty. He's been telling her the whole time to fight it. Yeah. She goes, uh, I can't do this. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Bang. Bang. You need to kill me. Okay. He holds her as she dies, 
and then just walks away as soon as she's dead. Yeah, I was like, did he walk away before she's dead? There's no, like, moment where he's, like, has regret. He looks at her face and is like, sorry, I couldn't help you out, kid. There are no emotional stakes in this movie. None. Back in the club, we hear a TCL arrive. Yeah. And then Shark's back. He asks a stripper where Jack Death is. The best part of this movie is Shark. (laughs) He's getting his ass kicked. eh? He's getting his ass kicked by Ryan, who... Made sick by having to defend a country of weaklings like Jack Death. Oh, and... As he gloats, Shark just walks up and snaps his neck. Again, another character in the whole movie just out. Hey, Godzilla, you saved my ass. We find out that Alice sent him back to fight Jack's enemies. Come on, I'll introduce you. <laughs> <laughs> they shoot their way into the pit and just kill everybody. Jack has Mother dead to rights and is about to take him out. He calls for Shark to help him but he's buffering or something. <laughs> what the fuck? They literally introduce this moment where it's like, oh yeah, the big bad on our side is going to come help. And then like he gets the main fight. And does nothing. Does nothing. Yana sidles around him. She starts kicking Jack around. And then Jack calls out to Shark, get this dizzy bitch off me. Ah. ah. And then he grabs the saber, check off saber, and kills her. And then she makes dying sex noises for about 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like she was... enjoyed being stabbed. I saw none death. of that. So on the version you gave me, the VHS, the fucked, VHS up. fucked up. So I saw the skirt tear and then a little bar went down the screen and she's just stabbed on the floor. And I was like, fuck, what did I miss? That is gold. That's what you missed. I fucking wish I saw that. It's so weird. She's not even in frame. <laughs> you just hear her making like sexy noises as she's dying. Oh my God. That's so awkward. Dude, do you remember like going getting videos from the video store and they would fuck up and like on a creep just fucking rewind moment the, like that? The tracking. Oh, yeah. kill me! Or DVDs, DVDs skipping. The idea yeah. of renting DVDs is so fucking stupid. Yeah, because people scratch the shit out of them. Yeah, but they're easier to remake, aren't they? What DVDs. Do you mean remake? Can't you like clean them up and you like can just give them a polish? Them but once a DVD's got a massive scratch in it, that media is gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Mother starts talking to Transim, telling him to put the gun into his mouth. Jack resists. Mother shoots him in the shoulder and then Jack just unloads his gun. So fucking baffling this back and forth. Shark stops lagging, says that we had a circuit board that wasn't working correctly. It wasn't his battery, even though we set that up at the beginning. It's so stupid. Right. Do you think that Jack Death was pretending to be trance? I think when he got shot in the shoulder. Or was it he actually being tranced and, and got shot in the shoulder and it brought him out? Who knows? Because yeah. the movie doesn't tell us shit. Fucking oath. The whole monologue and how he's like, oh, I'm. Oh, I'm Colonel Mother just talks so much. It just did nothing. This whole thing would have been better if while he was talking, Jack just shot him. As they exit, Jack makes the choice to talk a gun out of a trance's hands, a female trance's hands, instead of killing her. Why did you not do that with RJ? Why did this person who we didn't know have the strength to not be a squid? You know well, what I mean? Well, because Colonel Mother is dead. Uh, yeah, kind of. Oh, so they killed the head easy. vampire. Yeah, true. All right. Head vampire is right. gone. I should have known. Shark relays a message from Alice. The future has been saved. They request his presence up the line in the council. Jack meets with the council. It's Harris, Reigns, and Alice. They banter. Jack flirts with Alice. He'd like to spend some time with Alice on one of those islands offshore. <laughs> yeah. But there's no time for that. He did such a good job. They're making him their peacekeeping emissary of time and space. Yeah, that is the most Bill and Ted shit ever. He's like, what the hell? That sounds like you're just going to make me bounce around down the line. I know who knows what time I'll end up in. And they're like, we know. Yeah, and you can't <laughs> say no. They you're make, our slave. They make Sharky's new partner. 
And Alice gives him his trench coat. Buddy cop setup that never comes. He and Alice float. Jack gives us the Casablanca ending. Oh yeah. my god. This could be the start of a beautiful. He stops and looks straight at the lens at the camera and says, forget it. You know, Shark, this could be the beginning of a beautiful. Forget it. Cut to credits, and that is Future Cop 3, Death Lives, aka Transis 3, Death Lives. Jack Death will return in Future Cop 4, Jack of Swords, no. aka Transis 4, Jack of Swords. Is it medieval time? It could be anything, mate. I'm not oh telling you. Oh my god. Okay. I'm not telling you shit. So it's not the one that he left alive and he's like, oh, I knew I shouldn't have left that one alive. No, they will not pick up any oh of my the god. stories. So, uh, anyway. So frustrating. Everything about this movie, so frustrating. You know who's the returning cast member through the rest of these movies? Tim it's Thomason. Not, it's not Shark. Well, it's Tim Thomason. Tim Thomason's not in six, by the way. Harris. No. Yeah. Not even the doctor Harris comes back. is the only one that is in four, five, and six. The one introduced in three. Yeah. That's fucked up. An appropriate age to have seen Future Cup 2, Death Lives, aka Trances, uh, Future Cup 2. <sighs> I wish it was Future Cup 2. Future Cup 3. Future Cup 3, Death Lives, aka Trances 3, Death Lives. The way we rank movies, rate movies. No, age. Appropriate age. Oh, appropriate age. <laughs> I thought that too for a second. I'm just trying to get to the end. <laughs> it was rated um, M15 in Australia. For medium level violence. Medium level. I reckon. I'd like my violence medium, please. Yeah. Um, I reckon you could watch this. Man, you could watch this like 10 or 12. Like it's a fine movie, but like when you should watch this, never. It's not. And to, the thing is, is that the other ones were more wacky for like yeah. a kid to get in. I don't know whether. This is like a sleazy movie that like as like a 12 or 13 year old, you'd watch like up late. Yeah. You know what I maybe, mean? Yeah, maybe like 12 to 13, maybe. Yeah. I don't I think ima- they should watch imagine, it because it sucks. can't imagine really any kid putting it on, but at the same time, I guess they wouldn't know going in and they've just seen the other two, so. Yeah. Let's go 13. Well, I was 41 when I saw this movie. Would <laughs> 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 you watch this movie again if you're in free will? God, no. Uh, yeah, I think maybe no. God, no. Never There's again. been few that we've actually said no to, but yeah, I think. Never again. This is going to join the list of Meridian of movies that we would never want to watch again. Yeah. But for a completely different for reason. For absolutely different reason. I'll watch this the movie first broke two. my heart. I'll watch the first two and I might give the fourth one a try, but I think the third one is the one that doesn't need yeah. to exist. I was very concerned that you were going to be into this. No, this one broke my heart. Yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, rating for... Future Cop 3, Death Lives. The way we rate movies is on a five-star scale, with one being I hated this movie, two being I did not like this movie, two and a half being I liked parts of this movie, it was fine, three being I like this movie, four being I love this movie, and five being this is one of my favourite movies of all time. I don't even know why I did the last three ratings. (laughs) Yeah. Do we like Tim Thomason enough to say that we liked part of this movie? You know what? (laughs) This is a two, but I'm going to give it a one. For two reasons. This hurt my feelings, this compared to the first two. You took this movie personally. And the fact that this got a four-star rating and number two got a two-star rating, so I'm fucking balancing out the scales of life here. One. (laughs) One from Brody. Wow. I didn't hate it. Yeah. Two is it's fine. No, two and a half is it's fine. Two Two and a half is it's fine. Yeah, two is. I didn't yeah, like so it. I think it's a two. I think it's just I didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't hate it. Like I, I mean, said, for me, Meridian, it I is gave a two. zero because it was beyond yeah. hate. I'm sure there'll be movies that I that I like. This movie didn't piss me off. It was just disappointing. 
It just gave you the sads. It's just, it's, it yeah. was just like I was expecting to have a better time and I didn't and that it's was just disappointing. so all over the place and two is all over the place in the best way and this is all over the place in the worst this way. This is all over the place but not, all, not enough happens for it yeah. to be entertaining. But they like drop things in that are like, oh, that would be good and then nothing comes of it. Yeah. It's fucking frustrating. So you know what this movie's missing? Charles Band. Yeah. Charles Band, even in his cheapest, nastiest, let's just make this as quickly as possible days, is still having a good time and is creative. Yes. And this movie is missing all of that. Yes. Yeah. You can see that in the cast as well. Yep. The cast are having a good time in one and two. Yeah. I miss Hap and McNulty. Yeah. There's no gadgets. Not even a new gadget. No they gadgets. They just redo the TCL. There's they no don't new, even do all of the old gadgets. They don't even yeah. do the old gadgets. The villain's lame as fuck. He talks too much. The action sucks. It's not funny. It's not even accidentally funny. Yeah. It's not even like so bad that it's a, that it's yeah. Like it's just so bad that it's, it's painful. Just bad. Yeah. It's weirdly horny and sexist. Yeah. For no reason. I don't like it. It was 65 minutes of my life twice. Yeah. That I'm never <laughs> going to get back. Rough. It's a one and a half. Oh, one and a half. Because I, I hate, I legitimately hated parts of this movie. Yeah. But I didn't hate all of it. Yeah, for all of those reasons, a stronger one from me. Stronger one. Stronger one. <laughs> a, a, a level ten trancing hardness. Yes, one exactly. For you. Yes. Next week, moving on. Yay! The way that we pick movies is that Kieran Brody alternate taking turns, picking from three movies that I have prepared. This week is Kira's pick. If a movie remains unpicked three times, it's struck off the list. Although I can bring it back a later date of my choosing. Still on the list. Ah. Yeah, boy. I'm so excited for the next couple of weeks. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure with two strikes. Yay! Now, a motion picture so grand, so magnificent, and so vast, it spans 7,000 years. No way! Yes way! But it starts with Bill. I'm Bill S. Preston! Who is Joan of Arc? And Ted. Noah's wife? We are in danger of flunking most heinously tomorrow. A force from the future. Can we go anywhere we want at any time? You can do anything you want. Is putting history at their fingertips. Let's reach out and touch someone. They're traveling through time. How's it going, royal ugly dudes? Put them in the Iron Maiden. Excellent! Execute them. Bogus. And they're making a big impression. Historical babes. Now they're home. Buddy, get together, remember who your buddy is. To trash the 20th century. We got a live one here. Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, Napoleon. We're from history. Billy the Kid. Oh my god. Joan of Arc. Sigmund Freud. Tell me about your mother. You a musician? Beethoven. Genghis Khan! Abraham Lincoln. Party on, dudes! Socrates. George Carlin. We're history. If you guys are really us, what number are we thinking of? 69, dudes! <gasps> Bill and Ted's... Excellent! Excellent! Excellent adventure. Party on, dude. I know what I'm picking. Do a trailer voice. I don't have a trailer voice. Do do a trailer voice. I can just read it. Nah, dude. Do I don't have a trailer voice. voice. You can do it. I believe in you. No, I don't. <laughs> Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. I'm so excited. <laughs> That'll do. The Crow with one strike. Mm, what a movie. 
There is a legend that a crow can carry a soul back from the dead to seek justice and put the wrong things right. To move your dead. I'm dead. And I move. Brandon Lee. It's not a good day to be a bad guy. The Crow Rated R. It's okay, Brandon Lee. Brody the Crow. Will come for you. Oh, you know what? I never heard of The Crow before I watched it, and it was just this surprise, amazing thing when I watched it. Yeah, I didn't know much about it when I first watched it either, but now I have seen it many, many times, and I still <laughs> yeah. love it. I haven't seen it because it's much, Brandon Lee, and I love Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee's great in this. Brandon Lee's fighting skills are way better than everybody else's. I love Brandon Lee movies. It sent me down a path of like noir sci-fi that I just didn't know I would be, get into. Mm-hmm. Now, what is he going to put in front of us to try to make <laughs> you not pick the crow? I warned you all. Ooh, that means the coming weeks are so good because it's even better movies. I warned you, you all. You don't know how was... strong this partnership is right now, Ken. I warned you all that I was playing this game many, many, many more moves ahead than you were. <laughs> oh. And so I've been doing that since Roller Boys, since I put Roller Boys back on the list. I believe you can. And every week I have been very deliberate with what I put on the list, knowing what you would pick. Roller Boys didn't fracture this. No, no, no. It wasn't meant to fracture this. <laughs> But it was very designed. Every pick has been very designed. I knew Brody would pick Future Cop 3 <laughs> yeah. over The Crow yeah. and over Bill and Ted. And what I did is each week for the past two weeks, three weeks, I have added a movie so that today we would have what is in front of us. And so I could <laughs> add a third heavy hitter, something that Kira loved. Oh, he did the false one again. Oh, yeah. There's no, this is not, this is the same false tape as last week. <laughs> I am adding from 1999, The Blair Witch Project. Fuck. Oh, fuck. This is my home, which I am leaving the comforts of for the weekend to explore the Blair Witch. I can see you. I'm real excited about this. Thank you for I'm the very glad. This area's been haunted by that old woman. Oh, yeah. I don't know why you have to have every conversation on video. Because we're making a documentary. Not about us getting lost. We're making a documentary about a witch. I don't. Lost? Admit that first. No, I know we're not lost. They're all over the place. How do we know it was people? Well, even if it wasn't, I'm not going to play with that either. And it's all because of me that we're here now. (laughs) Hungry. And cold. And hunted. I just want to apologize to Mike's mom and Josh's mom and my mom. Tell me where you are, Josh! I'm gonna die out here. Oh my god! We can kick the stones. I'm gonna cry. We can kick the stones another week. Oh, it's my favorite. May I? Honestly, I think there's only one movie that I could have put on this list that is more of a favorite for her and it doesn't fit into this realm of movies. So this is probably the best movie I could play for her. Yeah. In October 1994, three student filmmakers disappeared in the woods near Burkittsville, Maryland while shooting a documentary. A year later, their footage was found. <laughs> You're legitimately going to cry. I, can I? Oh, I love that movie so much. I know other people think it's shit. I don't care. Nah, look, to be fair... Have not seen it. Oh, oh my, my god. god! 
good. Fantastic. Uh, but have you seen any of the sequels and or remake cycles? I know, I know yourself, a lot. Don't get yourself oh, any more spoiled than you already I, are. I know a lot about it just from culture, but I am excited to see the Blair Witch Project. <gasps> but stay strong. We will get there. Yeah, we will. It's okay. I'm not going to fuck off Bill and Ted. Uh, I just. I am excited <laughs> for it though. I just gave myself goosebumps uh, with my trailer voice. It's going to be We've okay. Got- it's going to be okay because that's only got one strike. So- I'm picking Bill and Ted. That gets one strike. <laughs> She's so. Oh, <laughs> you pick the crow. Girl. You pick the crow. That has two strikes. I pick Blair Witch Project because there's nothing you can put on the list that'll make me not pick Blair Witch Project. To be fair, I almost want to pick that, but I'll pick the crow. Yeah, no. I, you, 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 crow. I wouldn't be worried about what you'll pick. What are you doing? <laughs> the concern. Next week. Oh, I'm going to put things on the list Brody wants more than either of those movies. Oh, I don't know because I've never <laughs> seen the Blair Witch Project. Well, the Blair Witch Project's fine because it comes back to me. It's the crow that could get. No, I know. But like the thing is, is I want the plan to continue because yeah. I want to see the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Can you make your pick official, please? It was official when you gave me the tape. It's Bill and Ted. We're watching Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> We're going to watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Then Brody's going to pick the crow. Then I'm going to pick the Great. I don't even need to write notes for next and week. Then, I could just say the entire script out loud. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fine. We're going to stay strong. We're staying strong. And after these, it, all my favorite movies have happened. So I'm happy to help you out and pick whichever one you need me to I'm pick after music that. music to my ears. After these, we are fucking... We are so stacked. We are so stacked with good movies. Oh. Holy shit. He better my 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 fear at this point is that he's going to put something else on the list that I want to see and where I'm going to run out of time <laughs> before I give birth and can no longer be on this podcast for a few weeks. I'm excited to see the challenge. That you put up to me. Oh, I've got something for you. Don't you worry. Oh, very confident. Don't you worry. You're pretty I fall into your challenges every time. Don't come back next week for Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Do it, but Don't like, don't subscribe. Don't leave a review on iTunes so that Brody has to do the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. thing. You can find us on at Weekly Video on uh, Instagram. We have a Twitter, but... <laughs> it's dead to us. And yeah. and letterboxd if Kay never puts our ratings up. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. <laughs> and only squids can be tranced. Apparently. 